Alright everybody, welcome to another edition of the Tuesday show here on twitch.tv slash TV. I'm James Chen. Hey, I'm Ultra David. How's it going over here in Santa Monica, California? Well, you should know because you're here, right? And I'm here, so I know the answer to that question. The answer to that question is it's a pretty nice day today. Yeah, it is, a, it is a nice day today, actually. And in fact, it's I can tell when it gets really nice like this because it, my allergies start to act up because the mm. actual uh, flowers are starting to spit out pollen everywhere now. So Those dastardly flowers. Well, I've had a great time lately, even though my wife has been making a lot of cakes and pies. As you can see, I've really been trying to do a lot of work at uh, maintaining my weight. Which is why I look so skinny. So we're going to be talking <laughs> yeah, about uh, a bunch of stuff today. Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath just came out. We wanted to discuss that. We'll be talking about the Combo Breaker retrospective from over this past weekend. We'll be talking about 5-5 matchup stuff. Uh, some fun viewer questions in there. And then there's actually some other game news. And yes. other community news this yes. week. Yes. Which was actually cool because it was announced during the retrospective so it still felt like you know <laughs> some of the stuff was right, announced right, during yeah, yeah. the so it still felt like you know kind of one of those uh, announcement things i don't know i just thought that was kind of neat so i i agree with you for sure but yeah you want to begin by talking about mk yeah i mean i have not had a chance to try it yet but okay. obviously the initial question on my mind that it, that i am dying to 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 know is uh how's robocop <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's chat. So MK11 Aftermath came out today. This is the follow-up to Mortal Kombat 11, and we talked about it, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we talked about the... What's, what's it going to be in there, right? So three characters have come out. Fujin, Shiva, Robocop. They yes. each have three variations. So you can think of that as maybe nine characters. I don't know, depending on how many you want to think about that. Uh, there is a new universal mechanic in this mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. armor breakers so previously spawn came out at the end of the previous like season or whatever and he had an armor breaker but he was the only one and i think many of us guessed that like that was a sort of harbinger right this is a this is a look at like what is going to be coming next and indeed that that is what happens so yep. now every character gets an armor breaker I mean, uh, is, is it just hard. one move for a character, or do some of them have more than one, or, you know... Some of them actually have more than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's not it's not just so much like that they've added a new mechanic that everybody does this by pressing these buttons. It's oh. some moves are just armor breaker now, basically. Correct. In fact, yeah, some, some... Some are normals, some are special moves. Oh, dang. Like okay, okay, okay. Like, there's, it's all over the place. Gotcha, it's all over gotcha. The place. Okay. And some characters have it only in one variation some have it in all three variations really like it's, it's okay. really all over the place yeah it's very like character specific kind of okay kind of stuff. so so basically it's like crush counter right it's like the yeah it's a yeah. crush counter mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. yeah and okay. Shao Kahn has two crush counters like that that kind of stuff yeah. okay okay uh we'll, we'll maybe talk talk a bit about those but just to continue just describing what is in this uh there's a balance patch as well, we'll talk about that briefly shortly uh, there's a bunch of new story content. So I started watching through a bit of it, and it's, like, just as, like, story as the previous, like, whole <laughs> story. Uh, it's really cool, and I won't spoil anything, but, like, dude, let me tell you. They made Shao, uh, 
Shang Tsung look so cool. Like the entire huh. time, I've only been I've only been in it for like probably ten minutes. So okay, far. okay. So, like, the whole time that he's in there, he's got this hilarious smirk on his face. Like he's <laughs> such an evil sorcerer. It's just genius, actually. <laughs> <coughs> nice, it's nice. like they hired like a famous actor for it you know <laughs> well i mean for the motion capture they didn't do that right so the voice probably not the motion capture but the face the face definitely oh i guess they did capture the face didn't they definitely they? used the face for oh sure. i didn't even think about that i didn't even like, think he about probably that. he probably wasn't doing like the martial arts anymore right, right yeah of course of course so, but, well, actually he probably uh, yeah, was actually no it's getting... <laughs> time was but maybe not anymore yeah yeah. Oh yeah, his face was definitely involved for sure. They, I know they had face models for everybody. Nice, uh, Shang sick. Uh, they also added friendships to yes. the games. And uh, I'm very excited about. What is the requirements for a friendship? No blocking in the last round. In the last round, no blocking. God, I'm gonna however, have to win. However, mercy rounds technically count as a new round. So if you'd like to land a friendship, you can mercy, then not block, then friendship. Wow, man. The, okay. the ultimate jerkery, like the big time from downtown jerkery. Mercy counts as a new route. Nicely done on their part to, to, to kind of yeah. throw that in there as an option. <laughs> For sure. It's, it's uh, awesome. That's uh, so funny. And then... New stages. Oh, and and even before that, new like graphical looks to to all the menus. So. Oh really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like it's apparent when you turn it on. Like it's like you know how CE and Street Fighter Five has like a new look to it. Like right. Like, the yeah, menu, yeah, yeah. Like, it's that it's that kind of thing. So like you know which game you're lo loading up immediately, which I always appreciate. Uh, and then there are new stages like the Retrocade, which is so cool. It's the stage where the background of it. There are projectors that are actually interactables on on the side, <laughs> and they are they are projecting old school Mortal Kombat game stages onto the backgrounds, like classic stuff, like the old pit, or like Shang Tsung, Shang. Sorry, that's where Shao the subway. That's where the, I saw pictures of the subway, right from MK Three. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MK Three. Yep, yep. Old school stages are there. Yeah, it's so cool. And in fact. If you use the projectors as interactables, you can bounce on them. What they do you will actually change the stage's background. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's, it's so like you sick. step on a button, essentially, and change it uh -huh. to the next thing. That's hilarious. And it's got old-school Mortal Kombat music on it, like where there's music in the fighting game? It's the best stage. They, it has music. That's, it actually has old school music. Yeah. It, well, right. It has music. Yes. That's all you need to say, dude. And now that's like you said. That's, I think that's the only stage I'm gonna use from now on. One hundred percent. Yeah. That's something <laughs> I'm doing. All training mode for sure. For sure. Very cool. Dang. Okay. So okay. There, there's there is like a lot of stuff in the game. It's not a small update. It's a very significant update. I mean, they they put in a lot of stuff. In do this. they do anything like change the actual match visuals? So that you can tell it's a new season? You know how, like, Tekken changed the colors of the bars and everything like that? I honestly don't know. I haven't played a match yet. Oh! <laughs> there you go. I just, okay. No, I, I, uh, I didn't notice anything in training mode. 
But okay. I don't know. That's not to say that there's not something like that in the match. Right. If anybody has played on ranked or even casuals, let me know. Yeah, it's always the nice thing that they do. Like Guilty Gear used to change the way you, the burst font look. You know, just mm -hmm. so you knew exactly which game it was that you were looking at. Which, uh, you know, I, I always hope that most games try to adhere to. But you know, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm not sure if they did that. Mm -hmm. So that's like an overview for this. We talked about the cost a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And just to reiterate, so it is 40 bucks to buy the expansion, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to get... If you bought original Mortal Kombat 11, but you never bought the combat pack in it, that is to say, like, the six new characters that, that came with it, mm -hmm. the DLC, then it's... If you want to get all of the new stuff plus that combat pack... That's fifty bucks, right? Right, uh, and then if you want to get, if you don't have MK11 at all, then you can just buy the new game, and I believe it's sixty bucks. I am double checking on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's what they said. I think, yeah, that it, it is sixty bucks, right? Fifty nine ninety nine. Yes, correct, correct. So mm -hmm. you're basically buying the whole game at the cost that it, you know, was at the beginning, right. except with all the stuff in it. Um, so for me, it was forty bucks. I mean, uh, it, it still does feel like it's kind of punishing the loyal players, right? Because if I had just waited till now, I would spend $60 for everything, which is what everybody spent the first time. That's true. But you wouldn't have been playing the game for Right, the last exactly, year. exactly. That's, that's just really what it comes down to, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, we've talked about DLC many times and how it's just like, part of the industry now yeah and not only that but i mean this is not just dlc i mean this sounds like that this is i mean especially a whole extra story like do we know how long the story mode lasts at the same at, at this point in time so i believe there are five chapters and the original mm -hmm. one had nine if i recall correctly yeah but, the, but the chapters are longer now i've heard so but the chapters are longer is what okay. i've heard so it, in terms of the actual number of hours i don't know the answer to that right. i haven't gotten through it yet yeah. Around four to five hours, we've been told. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite the same thing as CE, because CE was half the price of the original game, and you got everything, which was kind of nice. But, I mean, again, this one's only two years old. I'm sure if they keep up with Mortal Kombat for five years, like if Mortal Kombat 11 went to its fifth year, they'll probably yeah. sell a Mortal Kombat 11 master pack that has everything for $30 as well Probably <laughs> you know, at that yeah. point. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too upset about the cost. Um, I've feel like I've gotten a pretty good time over the last year. I think if you went back in time, like 10 years and you asked me what I would think about this, mm. I probably wouldn't like it, oh. <laughs> but like, you know, I know a DLC is just like the model nowadays right. and the mod, the model is basically like, it's a service. Here's we're yeah. doing stuff for you over time. It's no longer the initial money only. Yeah, I mean it also helps that you know it is a game that you're very passionate about as well, of course, right? Of that course, you enjoy. of course. I'm definitely a big mark for Mortal Kombat. Right. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Because like if this happened for like some, you know, FPS or something, I'd probably be like, oh, this is <laughs> this is unthinkable, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
man. You know, I mean, I'm I'm personally okay with it, but you're absolutely right that I'm I'm more on the like yeah. I will definitely buy Mortal Kombat right. side than many people. Yeah, I, I don't I don't even just mean MK. I just mean like fighting games in general too. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah, because sure. like for me, you know, I've been buying all the season pass. I've bought you know Sam Show season pass, Soul Calibur mm-hmm. season pass, all this stuff because you know I like seeing more characters. I like seeing the balance changes and stuff, and I know it yeah. takes a lot of work for that. So yeah. Definitely, yeah, uh, and and you know, speaking of the fact that it, it took a lot of work, uh, shout outs to them for still getting it out during this time, during COVID yeah. times. Yeah, uh, and they even did a combat cast, two combat casts over the past week to talk about Fujin and Shiva and Robo. And how did they do that? Did they just do it from like from home. Zoom Zoom style, basically? Exactly. Yeah, they they didn't do what we're doing. Right, you know I, mean? I was about to say. They don't have yeah, the dedica- no, no, no. they don't have the dedication that we have. No, and few people do. Yeah, so instead uh... they had just, you know, here's like Tyler and Stephanie and Derek and then you know, normal people on the show and they didn't have the game with them there. So that was definitely a difference. Instead uh... they had they had recorded clips of like uh... here's what Fusion does, okay, here's what gotcha. Robocop does. So gotcha. you know, not exactly the same, but and they didn't have the match afterwards that they typically do between Derek and Tyler, but still mm-hmm. like I really appreciate that they did do that, and I think that they did a good job of it. Right, that's cool. I'm glad to hear that they, you know, they keep doing this because I know, you know, obviously the quarantine, COVID, all this stuff has been hurting a lot of development teams. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of different things, uh, you know, as a person who got into Teppen recently, I know that they've been having trouble. Although they finally announced something, but that's I'll save that for later. But um, okay, you know, the fact that you know that they have, I mean, but you gotta still imagine that it probably still affected them. Like you got like, well, I don't know because the the MK finals happened kind of at the start of the quarantine right because remember right start, yeah right because i don't know like part of me feels like all this stuff was probably supposed to be revealed then but that wasn't really quite the quarantine at the time so i, I don't know i don't know so just uh on the other hand look as we'll talk about it a bit combo breaker was supposed to be this past weekend oh, so i kind of I mean, oh they, that's yeah. true that's true they could have revealed everything at combo breaker as well yeah, yeah. Probably not like the weekend before but i don't know maybe maybe yeah it's that just makes, hard to know what their plans were makes a lot of case. sense makes a lot of sense they ended up coming out with it okay so you want to chat about these characters i don't care about any of the characters except for robocop tell me about Rob- <laughs> robocop all right so first of all robocop has the sickest outfits he looks super rad see that's they weird did. to me like what kind of outfits could he have like he's just like, like they're all they're robocopy they're like one of them looks to me like um uh robocop versus terminator kind of style you know there's okay. like different styles slightly in the different robocop like, okay okay things that he's been in um i mean they're not like drastically different they're just like cool coloring like one is a little bit kind of uh it's as if he's been like clawed by a beast. Oh, like, uh, okay, gotcha. Him. Like battle like damage, battle, battle damage, damage Robocop. <laughs> battle damage Robocop. Take He Man's um, sword and poke it in his chest, and it goes, and it like changes yeah, the battle yeah, damage, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, and then there's there's one where he kind of looks like a ninja. Like he's it's definitely like a Mortal Kombat ninja take on oh. Robocop, which is kind of cool. Interesting. Okay. It's like a it's like maybe like what if Sector and Cyrax were Robocop. Right. 
I just, I, cool. I, it, part of me actually kind of laughs about that because you know Warner Brothers has a lot of clout to be able to be like, let us create a bunch of funky designs for these characters, you know, and, yeah. and actually have those other companies probably go, okay. <laughs> right, yeah. So, oh, I, anyway, he looks cool. Uh, the gameplay. So, he, he has, he's like remarkably the character for me. I couldn't believe it. So, he has a variation, variation one, where he's got a command grab. Oh, nice. <laughs> Robocop has a command grab. So, yeah. And he's supposed to be a zoner, right? So in all of his variations, he's got a good, fast gunshot. Uh-huh. Uh, in, vari- in, in all of his variations, he has, like, a shoulder launcher thing that, like, launches a little grenade that can do, okay. uh, like, either an un- unblockable or just, like, a big explosion or whatever. So he has zoning-type options in all of his variations. But in variation one, he has a command grab, and also, he has a, like, his, like, grenade thing is is an electric explosion that causes a capture state that you can link out of and get a combo <laughs> in if the opponent gets it. And you can actually grab them out of that state as well. So I haven't spent any time looking into this stuff. But I feel like there's going to be, like, a meaty situation where you can put the bomb out right. and it explodes. And if the opponent tried to jump then they'll get hit by the bomb, and if they try to stay on the ground, then they'll get grabbed. Like, I, I'm very curious to see whether that exists. Dude, like, they, they made a robot with a command grab and zoning. They made, a, they made a new Chrome Dome for you, dude. <laughs> I, I know. I know. It's, it, I'm telling you, it's, like, remarkably for me. You know uh, how when, like, Keats said that, you know, he had you in mind when he made General Ram? Like, I guess NRS had you in mind when they made RoboCop. <laughs> I hope so. I could only hope so. Oh, so man. I'm really excited about Variation 1, which is Kamega. Variation 2, he gets a... This is his, like, hardcore zoning variation, I think. Mm-hmm. And he gets a missile that's really fast. It's a high... It's basically High Tiger. Right? Okay, okay. And then he gets a ducking gunshot. It's not a low, but it does duck under like normal high right. projectiles. And so that's low tiger. And you get to do high tiger, low tiger. And like high tiger is like old Sagat high tiger shot speed. Like it's ridiculous. Huh. You can duck under it of course, but like, yeah, it's amazing. That cost meter, that super fast one, Without oh. meter, it's like still pretty fast. Okay, and if you okay. want to, you can hold on to it so that it, there's a delay at the start of it, so that it's actually like jab high tiger rather than fierce high tiger. Like it's it's so cool. Huh. And then uh, the the ducking gunshot. If you duck under a projectile and hit them, that's a crushing blow, and that's gonna happen every single match. It's gonna be so. Cool. <laughs> now now does he? Okay. Well, anyways, what's variation three? Before I ask the question. So variation three, uh, he gets an unblockable bomb. Uh, oh, he dang. gets a he gets flight in that one, and that's his armor breaker. His flight. How does that uh, work? It's, like, it's just like an air dash. It's just like a hitting air dash. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. The the flight actually is like a shoulder chargey kind of thing, basically. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Okay, yeah, it's, okay. It's like shoulder charge in the air. Gotcha. Um, and he has a little cheap thing where if he puts on this mode. Uh, whenever you hit him, you'll take damage as well. So, and he also has Caltrops. So he's got Caltrops and an unblockable bomb and a thing where if you touch him, you get hit, you get hurt. So he's going to be ridiculous at closing out rounds. Yeah. Uh, he has, in conclusion, he is a robot with a command grab and zoning options and unblockable bombs 
and he has the cyber ninja outfits, like Cyrax and Sector. He's definitely this game's Cyrax and Sector, and I feel like I couldn't be happier with <laughs> Now, does he have a red and a yellow variation colors? He does. So in other words, the, the, condiment, the condiment twins are going to be happy then. <laughs> they knew what they were doing, yep. yep. <laughs> oh, man. He's oh, super man. sick. He's okay. super sick. And like his, they, the animations are just as, they're how they should. Right. right. Like they're not, they're not good looking because that would be weird because it's RoboCop. They're like weird robot movements and it works perfectly. Okay. So I'm really happy about that character. Okay. I'm definitely going to try him out and see if I can uh, maybe do some zoning with him. High Tiger, Low Tiger sounds intriguing. You know. I'm telling you, yeah, it's High Tiger, Low Tiger. Try to get some rage <laughs> quits, you know, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely you will. You definitely <laughs> will. Uh, in fact, you know what's funny is uh, there are already posts, even before this, these characters came out, like just after the combat cast showed them off, there were posts on like our Mortal Kombat on Reddit that were like, well, they basically are killing the game. Looks like there's more zoning in Mortal Kombat. This is going to be the worst. I already hate it. This is already terrible. Like, there just already were complaints instantly. So, yes. <laughs> Kiss. I will be causing rage quits. Kisses, <laughs> fingertips right there, dude. Oh, my God. It's going to be fan. Already. Oh, God. I don't... Oh, man. It dropped... You know, I, I, I had just determined recently that I am definitely the senile old man raving and ranting on Twitter all day, and I don't think anybody understands how I think about anything anymore these days. But, I mean, when it comes, like, I just want to be like, God, kids these days and hating invincible uppercuts and chip death and zoning and proximity normals. What happened to people, man? <laughs> When did if every you, if you can recall a time in which casual players didn't hate zoning, you let me know. You let me know when that existed. <laughs> I guess it was just, you know, back in the old Street Fighter 2 days, it's just you had that was all you fought because the two best characters were Guile and Dalsum. <laughs> mm. You had to do and Dalsum half the time won just by throwing you to death anyway, so nice. Oh, man. But it's true. Everybody hates zoning. Everybody hates zoning. Well, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> man. Uh, she, so Shiva is not exactly the character that I thought she was going to be. I thought she was going to be like a hardcore grappler kind of character, mm -hmm, but she's mm -hmm. not really like that. So there uh, really is no character in there that kind of falls in that ferator, you know, lackey tour kind of category then, huh? I would say that the closest to that is probably Geras and, um, yeah. and Kotal. Geras and Kotal. Okay. Maybe Kano. It's one of those. Okay. Those are probably the hard, the hardest like grappler characters. Uh, uh, what am I was gonna say? Oh, Shiva. So she has like these far good footsie normals. She's got a crazy fast wave dash. Uh, hmm. she has like a pretty good projectile. She's not just a. And she doesn't even have a command grab in two of her variations. Oh, whoa. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. No. She's she's more about. Uh, I feel like footsies and like safe pressure and hit confirms and at the same time variation one has really good stomp setups so you're going to be doing unblockable stomps full screen unblockable stomps mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. 
tremor style stomps. Like she's got really good. But I mean, how fast are those uh, unblockable stomps? Because you know they've been unblockable in the past, and you see her yeah. go up in the air, and you can just run and avoid it and stuff. You know. So right, right. So she, there is one stomp that's like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But what you can do this time is pilot it forward or backwards. So if you think that they're gonna <laughs> do that, then you can stomp on them. Or if you think that they're gonna, I already found a setup that's like a meaty unblockable setup, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if the opponent's gonna roll, you can call out which direction they're gonna roll, and you can land on them even still, uh, which is pretty cool. Wow. And then in in addition to that, she has like you know Jack's ground pound. She has uh, like that. Uh. It's which is unblockable. Uh, so that's not like a stomp that goes up into the sky really far it's more uh, just like a right, kind of right. fast just... hop that causes an unblockable all screen okay okay so she's got some shenanigans variation two how do the animations like about... look how do the animations look between the go off the screen and unblockable stomp and the ground pound stomp because if they look similar oh like nothing not nothing at all oh okay okay all. okay because it would have been cool if they had the same animation startup because then it would have been crazy you know that would have been pretty nuts and, and actually it's a funny question because obviously when the game came out the developers probably didn't really know about wave dashing you know you said shiva has a good wave dash oh, no, they did. did they they did for sure. oh yeah definitely oh, because okay a, a bunch of people at nrs now were top mk9 players okay, and okay. mk9 had block dashing in exactly the same uh, way i see so i see for sure they knew about it the whole time because i wonder if they actually take that into account when making these characters like are they just oh, yeah. like this character has a decent wave dash leave it that way you know kind for of sure thing. for sure they do okay yeah. okay yeah because it'd be really funny if like mortal Kombat. i mean sorry uh if like robocop ended up having a great wave dash or something like that because then he, he would literally not. he would literally be mvc2 sentinel right like ah, <laughs> like so why are you so fast when you're supposed to be the slow robot <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> When MK9 came out, I feel like there's no way that NRS knew about block dashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at this point in time, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so her variation two is like a even more of like footsie heavy, not shenanigans really with the stomps. It's more like footsies and safe pressure and just like good damage and stuff. It's okay. just like a very dependable good so, variation. So in other words, like the, the, the boring Tanya variation, right? That... The boring one. It's the boring <laughs> one for sure. Yeah. It's like it's like boring good Garrus and right. you know, like there's a lot of characters have like the boring good one. I think that's probably that. Yeah, you then... you can tell I'm still bitter that when they changed Tanya they didn't make it so that she was more dragon Naginata than <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, variation three does have a command grab. Okay, but okay. it's only against people who are crouching. Uh, oh, interesting. So it's not even for the standing one; it's for the crouching. No, it's for the crouching one. It's a crouch so grab. That's, in that variation, she has a low special. She's got like a run into a few options. Got a low special, and so if you want to block it low, <laughs> then she'll get you with the crouching uh, grab. So she's she's a final fight character. You've got run into low. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she also has some good overheads too. Uh, so she, in that variation, I think she's got le like really legit mix-ups, okay. and they go into into damage in the in the command grab. So. Okay, okay. Good mix-up character. So I I think overall she's really good. I saw one dude on Twitter, and this might be the stupidest take in the universe. I don't know enough yet either way, but he said that he thinks Shiva in variation one is top five. The stop one. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's what was his claim. 
don't know if that's even serious, but that was. I'm surprised. Uh, I mean, well, it's always that way. You know, once something new, something new comes out, it's either going to be clearly top five or bottom mm. five, right? One hundred percent, dude. Like this thing is completely useless, you know, kind of thing. So, for sure, uh, man. Uh, but anyway, I, I do think that that she looks strong. I think RoboCop seems okay. strong. Fujin is a really unique character. Uh, I think that his animations are like probably the best that I've seen in an NRS game. Mm-hmm. I think they're really pretty, very fluid, very wind based. Uh, he's got like a lot more. A lot. He's got a lot more flair, right? Very, very flare heavy. Yeah, because yeah, like sure. I, it, it, when I saw the little clips of him, it reminded me of the time that uh, God, what the he- Starfire in in Injustice Two. Uh-huh. What, what was the, the the one where she had the big giant spinny helicopter move kind of thing? Yes. I remember seeing that the first time in Injustice. I was like, whoa, this looks kind of like cool and like out of place in a weird way. And I, I yeah. remember feeling a little similar to when I saw like some of Fujin's moves. Yeah, I, I think they I think they look great. Okay. Um, the uh, He has some cool like normals that kind of look like specials they're like these big wind things that move you around it's like gravity's a little bit mm-hmm. um which i think is kind of cool and he's got some funky he's got a variation i think it's two where he's got like a run in the sky and it looks great and if he wants to he can just drop straight down but he could also do a dive kick against you he could do a dive kick then then comes back up and he starts running again like it's a really super weird one. Air mobility, dang. Okay. Yeah, see, a that, ton of air mobility. God, see that—that's kind of what I wanted out of like the Dragon Naginata stance, mm-hmm. right? So you know this really cool air mobility kind of thing. Uh, he's got some hmm. like kind of float cancels type stuff, or or maybe like uh, jump cancel ability. You might even say uh, in some stuff. So he has really interesting uh, right. combos. I've already seen some like long. Okay. Okay. In fact, one of the one of the dudes who works at NRS. Uh, 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 PPJ, former top player, now works there. Uh, he put out a video himself that was like, "Check out what I can do." <laughs> like, he, didn't, he didn't even want to wait to let other people discover it. He wanted to be out there. He, he's probably just like he's had the tweet written. It's like sitting in there in the drafts, and he was right? like, "Release, release, 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 click." <laughs> I, I think that's really what it was. <laughs> And it does look cool, no doubt about it. Oh, he's, got, he's got some combos up on there. For, I'll go take a uh, look. One and three. I'll go take a look because I want to see some of this. So totally, yeah, yeah, cool corner combos. Um, so yeah, he seems like a very mobile character. He seems like he's got some space control options. He seems like he's got some like kind of show off looking movement okay. and execution type stuff. That's what matters to you. So he's got a lot of things going for him as well. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I mean, what's I mean, obviously, what we're at day practically negative one hour two hour three yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. how do they seem to you competitively? You know, f- from your standpoint. I mean, besides the fact that Shiva Variation One is clearly top five. How do you feel about, like, all the other characters right now? How do you feel about them? So, I think they all seem good. Okay. Yeah, I think they all seem good. I felt that way each time there's been a new character that's come out. I haven't felt that, like, any of them's a bum, you know? I haven't felt that I've... And no no Predators and no Aliens and no Tanyas? 
Right, exactly. Yeah, I feel like they've all been kind of in between that. Okay. They, I, you know, I would say maybe Joker, I think, is the best character in the game. Or now it's all changed, but uh, that was how I felt at the end of the before. Oh, battle. really? So Joker was the best character in the game. I, I mean, it wasn't everybody's thought, but that was my position. And certainly everybody had him in top tier. Right, okay, uh, okay, okay. So Joker was maybe the best of them. But they all have okay. seemed good, at least. Uh, or at least viable, I don't know. Okay. And I think that it's the same for these. They all seem like they have a good place. I like what they do within the like strategy of the game. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm excited about there being a zoner that's like just a zoner. Right. Uh, rather than being like, Cetrion's a really good, one of the best characters for sure. But it's more than just zoning for her. And she's got a teleport. And you know, there's all this stuff going on. Right. Robocop, I'm going to be shooting you. From across the screen. <laughs> I even tested. If you block high tiger, you can't jump out of low tiger. Um, what? Really? I'm, I'm telling you, dude. Like, this is... These are tiger shots. Like, it's crazy. Holy uh, crap. I don't even think tiger was like that. That's crazy. <laughs> it's so sick. Uh, huh. So I, I'm excited about that. And I feel like Fujin has some extra mobility stuff that I think is, is great to have in the game. And I like Shiva not being the kind of character that I expected, really, but having, like, one that's maybe, like, shenanigans, right. stomps, one that's, like, just good and damaging, and one that's, like, mix-ups. That's always good to see. So yeah. I, I'm really happy about each of them. It almost sounds like, to me, that Shiva's, like, the most boring one. <laughs> like, the other two maybe. are... Like, the weird four-armed, you know, kind of giant monster might be the most normal of the characters and stuff. And, you know, I mean, I talked about this on one of my first Attack episodes as well, is that... You know, a lot of people, and, and I'm totally going to go on a tangent, little soapboxy thing over here right now. You know, a lot of people hate zoning, and they hate okay. fighting it, and they don't understand it. They don't know how to beat it. And I talked about this on a first attack episode. It's because you don't know what the options are. The whole crux to zoning is that every zoning option that they have covers a space and doesn't cover a ton of space. And so if you know what the opponent is going to try to do, you have to be able to navigate into that space. The problem is a lot of people don't understand zoning, and the more frustrated you get against zoning, the more predictable you become. If I get shot by low tiger a bunch, you're going to try to jump all of a sudden. So I'm going to throw out the, the upward shooting one, and you jump into it, and it looks like zoning is impossible to beat. But honestly, if you understand all the angles and options that the zoners have, and you know where all the blind spots are in all of the options, then it just becomes everything else in the game. You try to predict which one they're going to go with and get into the giant blind spot. And if you spend your entire time not understanding the weakness of every zoning option, because the truth of the matter is, if the zoning option doesn't have a big blind spot or it's really strong, then it's too broken and everyone would do it and everyone would win and nobody would be able to get around it. But clearly people get around it all the time. <laughs> yeah, so, not, not every character is Ivan Ooze. Right, exactly. It, it, it's, it's not like Akuma Air Fireball where like the characters just have no way around it and it has no blind spot. You know, that's just, that's the whole nature of it. If the zoning right. was too good, everybody is doing it and no one could beat it. But the fact that everybody has the ability to beat the zoning just means you have to understand the zoning. If you play against the zoner and you keep losing to them because you keep jumping into their upshots and you're hit, and it feels like they can control everything, that's because you are being predictable. 
and you are getting frustrated. And I've always said, like, the reason why F Champ was so good at Dalsim in Street Fighter 4 is because he frustrated people better than anybody else so that everybody played the obvious route of trying to beat the zoning. It's really about, like, if you get shot three times by the straight shot, then maybe the fourth time go in that same direction again because the guy's going to try to predict you going in the other direction, right? But if you get frustrated by it and jump just like everybody else in the world, he's going to shoot you out of the air. So yep. that's it. <laughs> on, the, on the other hand, one of the classic bits of advice against a zoner is to jump. <laughs> <laughs> it well, is because true. That's what, what the zoner wants to do is to do chip damage against you. They want to control horizontally. It's easier. It tends to be less risky. And whereas looking for the anti-air means that the opponent could walk up to you, which is actually more, actually is more threatening for them to right. walk or dash than mm -hmm. it is to jump. So uh, I would say make sure that you remember to jump. <laughs> right. I mean, that's just the whole thing, right? Because if you jump and get shot out of the air, jump again. Jump again. Jump again. again. Because yep. by the fourth time you jump, and when you get shot, and you always have to remember too, not every character, this is not necessarily true in every case, but not every character, when they hit you with the zoning shot, will drain 50% of your life. So sometimes right. you jump into the air, get shot out of the air, take that damage almost kind of with the intention of showing the opponent that you are now frustrated to jump. So that you can jump and they'll be like, why are you jumping, you maniac? You know, kind of thing. 100%. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, that's just the whole thing about zoning. Now, there is some zoning. Like I said, in Street Fighter 2 original, Guile zoning was way too good. And there it was. He was the best character in the game. You couldn't do anything. The only person who could fight him was Dalsum because Dalsum was the only character who didn't have to try to get in on Guile. You know, that right. was the only reason why Dalsum was the second tier, because he fought Guile. <laughs> but, you know, clearly there is such thing as too strong of zoning. But you can tell when zoning is too strong because everybody will be using that character and nobody will be able to beat him. And that's that's So, like, a, an example, I think, is, uh, is maybe uh, uh, Dead Shoot. Dead <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Uh, from Injustice 2. Which, uh, he was he was one of the best characters in the game, mm -hmm. and his zoning was like pretty obvious, and it was really hard to deal with at lower levels, mm -hmm. and at the highest level it was still very good. It you know definitely like all zoning like it wasn't unbeatable by in any sense, but it was definitely very frustrating I think for mm -hmm. a lot of people yeah, to, yeah. to deal with death shoot, and and so they ended up nerfing him not even I think because he was like the best in the game. But because he was just really frustrating for people to play against, he was like a frustrating character right. more I'm... than I think they actually wanted to. So I don't. What I want to say is, I don't think that RoboCop is going to be that way. Right. They definitely like his his gunshots <laughs> are not as good as. Right. as it's uh, kind of like what Keats was saying, shoots. right? Like you know, if you make Aganos too good or something, it'll make people quit the game, and so yeah. they kind of had to nerf him to get people not to quit the game. <laughs> Yeah. So essentially don't, don't worry about that and and the stuff that i was talking about with like super fast high tiger mm -hmm. uh that takes meter so like it's not going to be something that's constant yeah. anyway yeah uh all right all right and, so and, and like one, one thing i will say like during injustice 2 i did pick up harlequin that's one point mm -hmm. and uh there were people that i fought and i could tell when the opponent didn't understand zoning 
because it ah. just felt like they couldn't get in on my Harlequin. Every time they jumped, I had a cupcake in their face. You know, every time they tried to run from the ground, I air gun shot them and everything. And then there was times I would play Harlequin and it didn't feel like she could zone worth crap. You know, because my opponent just knew how to get around it and was good at predicting what I was doing. And all of a sudden her zoning felt useless, you know, and that's yeah. just really what it comes down to. The, the, the more frustrated you get, the easier you are to predict and you will get you will jump into cupcakes all day. I mean, that's just the way it works. So for Robocop, I got forgot to say he, he has the regular gun and he also has. The super explodey weapon that they use to blow up the um, oh yeah 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 car I like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yes that one and that one if they block that from point blank and you meter burn it that pushback on that is like three quarters screen that's like, it's awesome extremely <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, every, if I stream this, every time I push someone three quarters of a screen, three fourths of a screen back, I'm gonna yell, "I like it!" <laughs> every time I do it, dude. Dude, when you know how the Johnny is an announcer pack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Right, and he has all these quips and and funny little things that he says uh -huh. when you pick people on the character select screen. One of his things is, "I'd buy that for a dollar." Dude, that's so good. <laughs> They did a good job. Oh, I'm so happy, job. dude. That's so great. <laughs> they did a good job. Oh, man. That's great. Uh, as far as the balance patch goes, um, I you know, it's not a huge change. Good. Some characters definitely got changed for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's not like none of them got rocketed to the moon. None of them got killed. It wasn't like that at all. In fact, some characters I've seen people complaining like, wow, they didn't nerf Jackie more. Like that kind of thing. I, but I'm happy about that. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. there to be these big changes. I mean, the companies are learning now really well. Uh, yeah. I mean, this has been spanning across all the different games, to be honest with you. I mean, we've seen mm -hmm. how happy, like, we, you and I have been with uh, Street Fighter V. You know, they didn't, like, Rashid yeah. didn't get nerfed into the ground. He's clearly weaker, but he's still, like, top tier, which is great, which is perfect. And uh, MK is not doing the crazy, massive changes that they used to do and nope. the frequency of changes. Everyone keeps talking about how Soul Calibur Season 2 is really good. I mean, honestly, mm. the game that has, I think, been hurt the most by this kind of thing is Tekken because uh, Leroy and Fakuram have actually been driving a lot of people nuts right now. Fakuram less of being a top tier character more just that all of his hurt boxes are whack. Like nothing that works on everybody else works on him properly and stuff like that okay. so he's just like really really weird so uh, but for the most part yeah I mean I'm super happy to hear that they didn't change. But are there patch yeah. notes out yet? Oh yeah, the patch notes are out. They okay, out okay. Today. And uh, so the the winners, I would say the biggest winners are probably Raiden and Shao Kahn. I mean, Raiden got a lot. He probably got the most. But I mean, isn't that right though? Because like yeah, they, it, it is. It is. They've always heard like that. They I've always heard that they're both not. They weren't very good, right? So definitely, dude. Yeah. Um, Shang got some buffs. What they do uh, to Kong Lao? Scarlet got some buffs. Kung Lao. Um, <laughs> I don't remember offhand. Okay, Let me okay. Check. No reason. Hey, shout uh, out to the Saltmine League for subscribing to the channel. Shout hey, out to the Saltmine League. Another one of the uh, online tournaments that have been running a bunch of stuff and uh, yeah. do a lot of co cool, smart things like the, the mod of the training stage. 
to have their awesome. logo in the background so that when everyone plays online on the boring training stage, they've modded it so they have their logo back there, which was actually kind of genius. <laughs> Definitely, dude. Uh, so Kung Lao didn't really get super much. He got some, like, a little bit more safety on one of his strings or a couple of his strings, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, his Variation 3 has a stance that does, uh, like, a full-screen shot. Okay. Uh, and it was a high before. Now it's a mid all the way across Ooh, the screen. Okay, well, almost okay. all screen. It's like Yeah, but, I mean, obviously like he was super good before, so he didn't need anything. So. He didn't need yeah. much. Yeah, he didn't need much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of the characters didn't get a lot. Spawn got some buffs. Like, there were some nerfs here and there where it was like some characters do a little bit less damage or, like, uh, some characters have less plus frames. So, like, Johnny isn't plus six on stuff anymore. He's plus <laughs> one. Like, that kind of thing. I mean, did Joker get a little bit nerfed kind of thing, you know? Joker got a little nerfed. I think okay. he does less damage on some stuff. Okay. I don't think it's a lot. I think it's mostly damage, if I recall correctly. Nice. But it's, it's really not, not too much. Good. Good, but again, good. That's, that's fine. I'd certainly rather them err on that side of yeah. things. Uh, I mean, Shao Kahn. Yeah. No, I was about to say, what, what a lot of people have really been discovering, you know, is that the bigger the changes you make, the harder it is for a lot of people to keep up with the game, yes. professionally and casually. And oh, yeah. people tend to kind of leave. So, you know, even though something like Street Fighter V hasn't changed much in the five years, you know, we've talked about, you know, how different Alpha 1 and Alpha 2 and all that, but they were like completely different games and, you know, treated as completely different games. But, you know, the fact that the, the, the differences between the games isn't really that drastic, I think actually is better for the games, especially in the esports environment now. It's more about yeah. maintaining this competitive league as opposed to, Here's the new hot shit. Go to the arcade. Pump some quarters in here. You know, yeah, buy the new uh, yeah, sure. buy the new sixty dollar version of this game. You know, it's different kind of market, different kind of ideas now. So, you know, don't mind it. Don't mind it at all. Totally, dude. So I'm I'm really happy with the state of the balance. Uh, it will probably be the case that like things end up being better or worse than you think. You know, like naturally. So I'm I'm happy that the changes that they made are mostly pretty cool. And I'm I'm really happy about the armor breaker versus fatal blows and breakaways because yeah. it's not like a huge change. It's it's like specifically one of these call out situations yes. where if, if you think that the opponent's gonna do the thing, most of these moves that are armor breakers are not like the best. Right. Um, they're usually like a little slow or like they're not safe if you do them on block. Like most of them have things like that, not categorically, but most. And so you're specifically calling stuff out for Shao Kahn's I just want to say I think his is the coolest because if so he does a shoulder charge and there's a pop-up on it that you can do by holding up mm -hmm. or just pressing out uh, amplify I think and that leads into big damage like right. he's doing three four hundred if he thinks you're gonna do breakaway then he has to do he has to hold down afterward and that instead of doing a full pop-up it actually ground bounces the opponent only mm. if they do breakaway. <laughs> and if they don't if they don't do breakaway, then it splats them on the ground and the combo's over. So if you're shadow, you think that the opponent's gonna do a breakaway and you do the anti breakaway thing, uh -huh. you have just destroyed your combo damage. That's uh, a, that's like a it's like otherwise. a counterbreaker, dude. <laughs> Literally Earl of Legacy was like this is like counterbreaker from KI. And yeah. he's absolutely 
Like it's that that to me is the most finely tuned of these. I really like. That. Right, because it's like it's that whole thing where it's like I know I'm gonna take damage here and I'm going to die, so I have to break away. But if he knows that I know that I have to break away and I don't break away, then he's not gonna do the damage. I mean, that's that's actually exactly. kind of cool. Uh, and, and again, I mean, before you could only call it out with fatal blows, right? But now you, everybody just has something that you could do during the course of the game, which actually sounds kind of cool. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he, so he can also he has an anti-air grab that is a breaker as well. He's got a, a couple different options. I mean, I think it makes some sense. I think it makes don't sense. That, I think that makes sense that Shao Kahn has a whole bunch of them. He's freaking I, Shao I Kahn, right? I know. <laughs> so I think that's cool. I, I like that not every variation has one mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because this this is a, another way to give differentiation to some variations that I think before I was like I'm not sure why this one exists. Yeah. Uh, so like Baraka's third variation, Baraka's only breaker is the blade charge special move that's only in variation three. Right. And so if variation three otherwise like doesn't have big damage and doesn't have the best mix-ups, so why are you playing this one? But now the reason is he has an actual breaker and mm -hmm. he can really kill you if he's got the right call. So I, yeah. I, I like that. I think that is a good idea. Like, like uh, someone in the chat's asking if it's a universal mechanic, why doesn't everybody have it? Why isn't it universal? I mean, you know, while something like I, I made the analogy before, like the crush counters in Street Fighter V, everybody has at least one crush counter, but these crush counters are clearly not made equal. <laughs> You know, yeah. it should be like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I wish Street Fighter doesn't have a, a, a crush counter. Yeah. So what? I, I've I've always wished that you know Street Fighter Five would have made it so that you know some people's sweeps are actually safe on block. Why not? You know, I mean, like you know, Cammy doesn't need it, but I, I use her as an example because her crouching heavy kick has no range compared to every other one of her buttons. So why is it? Minus 12 or whatever, like everybody else. You know what I mean? No, it's, so, I think it's good to have differentiation between yeah, characters. I'm, I'm, I'm always a fan that. of that. I'm always a fan of that kind of variation and differentiation. Totally. So, yeah. Anyway, I think that's about it. Wow, I just talked about it for an hour. That's pretty cool. I, I obviously am excited about it. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> I, for sure. I, I mean, streamed it for probably like five hours today. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, I mean, I've been asking a lot of questions and we've been talking about a lot, kind of on purpose. Obviously, we don't have a guest uh, to bring onto the show today. And, yeah. you know, uh, apologize about that. Uh, we just, we asked a bunch of different people. None of them were available. And we just kind of yeah. ended up in a situation. And, you know, I do kind of hope that people out there are kind of sad and disappointed because I'm hoping that you guys are enjoying the guests and that, you know, it's a sign that, you know, something that you want to see more of and everything like that. So we will definitely be trying to make sure that we uh, keep bringing on as many people as possible. So... Sounds I mean, right. Saint Cola says that his inbox was empty. Uh, I didn't send him anything, right? So I mean, I don't think you sent him anything, right? So I, I, I would expect it to be empty, right? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You'd expect it to be empty. Nobody else is sending him mail either. I, <laughs> I love <Yeah>. you, Saint. <laughs> I love you, Saint. Awesome. <laughs> um, well. I think that's all I got to say about MK11 Aftermath. Anything for you? Uh, I mean, like I said, I haven't had a chance to try it yet. I'm actually yeah. behind on a lot of stuff, to be honest with you. Like, I haven't even really, still haven't gotten a chance to mess with Iroha in Samurai Showdown and mm. stuff like that. So I'm just really behind on a lot of that stuff. But that's also largely because I've been 
like the last two weeks, I've just been getting murdered by uh, insomnia. And I mean, yeah, yeah. I thought I had gotten over it. Two nights ago, I took two melatonin as opposed to one, even though the bottle says do not take more than one without doctor. I just did it anyway, and it worked. I, I knocked out, but I had the hangover the next day. You've ever had any of the sleeping medication hangovers before? Like the next day? I've never used sleeping medication. Oh, okay. Yeah, I woke up the next day and it was just like the funkiest feeling. So I didn't want to do that again, but then I couldn't fall asleep again last night. And so it's just, ugh, it's brutal right now. I'm trying to check, uh, try to check uh, if I can like fix this somehow. So at some yeah, point, hopefully I can and just kind of, because the weirdest thing about it is what a lot of people also, I mean, people who have suffered from insomnia, 100% know this already. But when you are in, when you have insomnia and you are super tired during the day, your executive function also gets completely shattered. Like you just lie there and you're like, I need to do, forget it. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can't get anything started, dude. It's really annoying. Oh, man. Okay. Well, uh, you want to take a break and then talk about Combo Breaker and stuff and the rest of the things after that? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do that then. Okay, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be talking about the Combo Breaker retrospective, which happened this past weekend because we were all supposed to be at Combo Breaker this weekend. Didn't happen. But they did a cool show. So stay tuned and we'll talk about that after this break. I think my favorite thing about using this song during the break is that I don't think this song will ever get old. <laughs> Good song. This is just like one of those songs. Like, I still remember when I played uh, the original Final Fantasy 1 on the Nintendo. The battle music was so good and so long, and even as a kid, I was like, I am so glad this battle music is so good because you're just going to hear it over and over and over and again, and it'll never get old. And this was even before any of us knew who Nobuo Uematsu was or anything like that, so... Dude, that's a good idea, Flotoss. I should just take this and loop it. Actually, I remember when I met up with Akito at, uh, at, at the Grand Blue launch event and he introduced himself to me, I was like, hey, can I just get like a 10 minute looping version of this song, you know, that doesn't have any fade outs or anything? So now what I'm thinking is I need to ask him for a 10 hour looped version of this uh. so I can play this while I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Thanks for the sub, King Vasuki. Yeah, shout out to King Vasuki. Definitely a huge supporter of ours for a very long time. Appreciate all of the support and everything like that. So, hey, look, Salt Mine League. My schedule is completely jacked. So if you need me to commentate, even though if it's in the middle of the night for me, I'm definitely down to, to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely down to help. Because <laughs> my sleep schedule is garbology right now. Oh, man. I mean, God, I was up until what? Like 8 a.m. last night or something? I think I woke up at like... I think I woke up at like 10 a.m. And I was like, shit, I've only got like three hours left of sleep and stuff like that. So... Uh, hey, Salt Mine, hit me up on DMs on Twitter. Slide into my DMs. We can definitely talk about it. We can definitely talk about it. 
Uh, it's Brian Lowell. I should. I have not yet, but I haven't had a chance just yet. So, unless of course uh, Saint Cola wants to do it, then he can do the commentary. Cause I don't want to like, you know, jack his, you know, opportunity or anything like that. <laughs> Cause I see all of the uh, 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 X's here. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I see Ocho's X right now. Ocho X right now. <laughs> Man, we're good to go. Okay. Hey, right, thank you, Shayon. I appreciate that. I mean, like, literally, like, you know, people DM me all the time, and it's it's funny because I'll respond to a lot of them, and they're always like, "Oh my God, I wasn't expecting you to respond to this," like, you know, kind uh -huh. of thing. But, you know, I'm always down to try to help and everything. So, okay. All right. All right. You ready then? Alright everybody, welcome back to the Tuesday show. We just finished talking about some Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, but let's talk about another thing that happened this past weekend, and that is the Combo Breaker Retrospective that took place on uh, Team Spooky's stream this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that yeah, all right. about? It was... So it was a look back at the previous years of Combo Breaker. So 2016, 17, 18, and 19. And it took place Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm -hmm. And it was a collection of many of the biggest matches that were in Combo Breaker across all the different games. And it was also, you know, pretty frequently interspersed where just uh, kind of uh, people who recorded themselves looking and thinking back on fond moments, mm -hmm. fond memories, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff, and saying, like, what their favorite match or memory was from combo breaker and some of the memories were like i loved when we went down and played uh games all night on the 24 7 floor and others were like there was that time when we all pooled our booze and we got wasted and, you know there was that. <laughs> and, and then there was like the heartfelt ones where it was like oh like i met my good friend there for the first time and you right. know it's like there's all this whole spectrum of, of people's memories that I yeah. thought were really great. Dude, I had uh, completely I really lost that. track of time, too, because someone asked me, you know, to, 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 to record a video for them, and I was like, I've got time. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, Combo Breaker Retrospective is this weekend. And I was like, what? So, yeah, yeah well, I never got it. You were the only one who forgot. I totally forgot to do it myself. So oh, yeah? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and Rick, when I told Rick, he was like, yeah, you're not the only one. Because, so. <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's more I, than just us. Because the thing about it is, all the past years, because we've always been on tour and traveling, even though that makes time go by fast, it makes you cognizant of the time. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Combo Breaker's coming up. I have to plan this air flight. I have to get this hotel, do all this stuff. You're always thinking about it. I really felt like this weekend just jumped out of nowhere. Like, honestly, like, I was not expecting Combo Breaker to have been this past weekend. And people were talking about it. And even when people were talking about it on Twitter, it didn't quite hit me that that's what they meant, you know, kind of thing. I should be, go I should be at Combo Breaker this weekend. It just didn't even, like jump into my head like 
oh, that's right. We should be at Combo because it's Memorial Day weekend. It's because we're on that final leg stretch to to Evo, you know, that that period. And like yep. you know, of Combo Breaker CEO and Evo and none of that's happening now. So that has been our our sort of yearly calendar for many years. It really has mm. since probably 2012 or 13. That's been very consistent. Something like that, maybe 2012. Uh, C, right, Chicago Major CEO Evo, right? That's been right. Anyway, it's been it's been like that for a while, and of course we couldn't this year. Everybody knows the reason why. I do think that many of us, me included, I feel like I, I am beginning to accept this <laughs> this like period of isolation. I don't like it. I'd rather not do it, but at the same time, it's like it doesn't feel as strange to me anymore to not be doing the things that I was doing before. Now my routine has become my routine. Yes. Uh -huh. Right? And it, even if you don't like it, I'd rather be doing other stuff. But it doesn't, it no longer feels to me like, ugh, gotta stay inside today. Now it's right. like, well, here I am. You know, it's, it's... I mean, that's kind of the one thing that, you know, I was talking to some other people who have been, you know, been really bummed out by the, the, the isolation and stuff. And I was just like, you yeah. know, what you need to do is this is it's for a good cause. It's not like we're all being isolated because, you know, the aliens have attacked and we're kind of like doomed at this point in time. We're doing it because we want to make sure everybody is healthy and everything like that. And we're doing yeah. it for good reason. So, you know, find the things that you can do while you're at home. Enjoy them so much to the point that when the quarantine is over, you might start missing the things that you're doing at home, yeah. that you were doing here, right? So that's the main thing. I mean, I say that, of course, and, and yet still I'm suffering from a lot of it too, right? But, you know. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, nobody's having, not many people are having a great time here. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, you are, I am certainly, beginning to not feel as uncomfortable as mm -hmm. as I was at the start at, like, staying inside day to day. Right, right. Anyway, uh, so the, the retrospective, I really, really enjoyed. I, you know, it was cool to look back on old matches. You know me. I don't remember matches that I did last <laughs> week on commentary. Uh, yep. Seriously, folks, if you're at home and you don't know that's true, that is absolutely Dude, correct. I, it, so it was actually a, a blast to look back on 2016, 17, 18, 19, where like I'm doing all these matches on commentary, and I was like, "Wow, that was I did that. I remember that. I remember that Dizzy won Mortal Kombat X at Humble uh, Breaker. I commentated that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, look." You, you hear it from us on commentary all the time. We're always like, oh, man, blah, blah, blah. And he beat he beat someone earlier today. Who did he beat? I think he... Didn't they play each other in Winter's Bracket? Oh, well, whatever. You know, dude, yeah. we can't remember anything, dude. It's it's no. hard. Uh, it, it, honestly, it all runs together for me, at least. <laughs> but it was, it was really great for that, to look back on old mm -hmm. matches and to really enjoy them again and to see games that I haven't played in a while, MKX, for example, uh, like in 2016. Uh, that, that to me was a real big treat. And in some cases to even see players and names that I haven't seen in a yeah. while. But maybe, they're not comment, maybe they're not practicing as much, maybe they're not traveling as much for whatever reason. It was really nice to see that stuff. It, that, you know, the big thing about Combo Breaker to me is the, is the sort of community feel of it. And to sort of be transported almost back in time yeah. to the people who were there, the games that were going on, 
the location even in the first year was different like that that was special to me that was really nice yeah it was interesting because you know one of the things that you know listening to a lot of the retrospectives listening to a lot of people talk about it seeing a lot of the tweets and everything like that you know uh it was kind of interesting for me almost a little bittersweet because you know for me you know I know a lot of people have a lot of really good memories of Combo Breaker and stuff like that. For me, you know, it kind of blends in a little bit more with the other tournaments. But that's also because, you know, when I'm at events, I'm so antisocial. <laughs> like, you know, the, the whole fart milk table thing, like Brandon basically has to almost come up into the room and drag me down just to show up you know, and hang out with people and stuff sure. like that, you know, it's just, I'm so introverted and, and, and things like that. I've never been in the 24-hour ballroom. To this day, I've never been in there after hours, not once, you know, kind of things like that. So it's it's interesting. And, you know, it, it didn't make me feel kind of a little, I, I got a little introspective this weekend about my kind yeah. of antisocial kind of... Uh, uh, mentality and stuff like that. Maybe I should try to do stuff differently next year, but I don't know. We'll see. I'll try what to drag you downstairs. Yeah, I know, right? To actually go play in some matches during the 24 hour venue. I mean, it will help that I actually feel like I can play fighting games again. <laughs> Me too. Look, this year's Combo Breaker was intended to be my first major competition right. since 2012. That's since right. Since Evo 2012. Uh, I had signed up earlier this year for oh Combo that Breaker. sucks i forgot about that that's right yeah that definitely sucks i said this at the time but i kind of felt that i was it was a w to me just to feel like i was confident enough to sign up yeah so regardless of how well i was gonna do like i was pretty happy I, my goal was to get out of pools but like even if i had gone on two i think i would have been really stoked about the experience so i kind of wish that i had had that but that'll come you know, at some point, I'll be able to find the next major that whenever we all go to again. Right. Uh, it will come at some point. Get out of pools on EVO Online for Killer Instinct, dude. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely do it. Oh, man. Yeah, no, that's only been about the last year and a half for me that I've been working yeah. on physical therapy. So and that actually is a while at this point. But yeah, anyway, this was supposed to have been the chance. It didn't come. That, to me, was a bit of a bummer. So not doing that and not hanging out with friends, those are the two things that I miss the most. Yeah. The, the matches are always great, but they're always great at almost every tournament. Right. Like, it's pretty rare to have a mm -hmm. finals but, that's, I mean, that sucks. To so be... that, that part of it I kind of feel like is just a given. <laughs> I'm not as upset to lose that. <laughs> but to be fair, though, because Combo Breaker is Combo Breaker, that also means more... Like, you're almost guaranteed all the strong players are there. So you yeah. do end up with a lot of these crazy matches, right? I mean, at some of the other tournaments, you might not have the chance to get a Goichi Sonic Fox, you know, Dragon Ball Grand Finals because Goichi didn't even show up, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But everybody goes the Combo Breaker. And so, like, you are going to get, like, the best of the best. And not only that, but you'll get the best out of, of the best in games like Killer Instinct. You'll get those crazy comeback... Like, like, you know, matches, like, from, from Wheels and, 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 you know, for Skullgirls as well because, mm -hmm. you know, Vampire Savior, you know, kind of mm -hmm. things. You'll get a lot of those at Combo Breaker, which you won't get at a lot of other events. So That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of Skullgirls, it was incredible to me 
how often Sonic Fox's name showed up on this broadcast. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> because mostly what it was was important top eight matches. Uh-huh. And even more than that, it was like, here were the top three, more or less. Sometimes it was only grand finals, even. Right. Sometimes it was a smattering of matches, but, you know, that was, that was often the case. This player was in, like... Everything. It was incredible how often <laughs> Fox was up there. Like, uh, but, I feel like every time I walked away, I took a break, I walked away, I came back, Fox is up there again. Yeah, but the thing about it is, though, I mean, Sonic Fox doesn't play the big game. So clearly, <laughs> they're not yeah, a very noob. strong player at all, right? I mean, come on. What a noob. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I also thought that it was cool. This is just a good experience for me because... I got to look back on the evolution of my commentary because I commentated a lot of that. Mm-hmm. My voice was on there a lot this weekend. Yours was too. And it's just nice to look back and hear myself. And and not at the stage of you go back and look in 2010, how are we doing at the Dave and Buster's <laughs> thing? Oh, oh, Terribly. Oh, oh, Terribly. oh, 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 my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. So not that badly. Pretty good. But... I certainly noticed things that I handled differently in 2016 compared to now, or that I, different inflections, I focused on different things. Like, to me, it was pretty clear. I don't know if anybody else would notice it, because it's something I pay attention to. Right. Uh I I did really, I I like that. It was just a byproduct of the retrospective, but for me, that was a big thing. I mean, for the few times that I did catch myself on the stream, you know, yeah, I could feel it too, you know, like, oh, I probably would have done this a little bit differently here. I would have done differently there, here and there, but, you know, it's, 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 it's good. It's, you can never stop trying to improve. Let's just put it that way. So, well, Saint Cola, you can hear our Dave and Buster's commentary because it's. I think it's like the third video that is on Level Up's YouTube page. I think it might be like their <laughs> third upload. Yeah, it was definitely top, It was definitely like one of their first five uploads. Yeah, I still remember still when, we, when we did the block at Orange. You know, that was at like the Dave and Buster's there and everything. I think, uh, but. You know, I still remember I was commentating one of uh, Combo Fiend's matches and he was using Cammy and he did a trick that I always do. And I was always like, he learned that from me. That's totally me. And like now I'm like looking at that. And I'm like, God damn, I would never say something like that. <laughs> never say yeah. that again. Yep. Oh, man. <sighs> so anyway, it was good. I really appreciated that they did it. I would like to see other tournaments do that. Yeah. I mean, CEO's not happening. What are they doing? I, I think that there are people who love each tournament. You know what I mean? Like, Combo Breaker, I think many of for me, it was my favorite tournament last year. Like, I think many of us have it right up there near the top. But every tournament has, like, its locals who really care about it. Yeah, And of course, I think it would be nice if more had done this. It's quite an undertaking. So, like, I don't want to say that you should you should do the, you know, let's scour all of our matches mm-hmm, and let's mm-hmm. take requests for people to send in videos and collate them all. That might be too much work. But I do think that it would be nice to have, like, here's, let's let's rewatch the matches that right. happened last year. You know, the archives are still up. YouTube archives are still up, certainly. Dude, it's I, definitely... I think that would really be nice. I mean, the best Esteban, Esteban is in the chat right now talking about this and how much work that they put together for this whole entire right. thing. And, you know, but every time I see stuff, you know, like I saw Spinfinite did that little video that closed it out, you know, where he used uh, Vexeny's photos and everything like that. And, you know, there was just, there's so many pieces that came together to make this that it was almost to a degree 
you know, almost as much work as an event, you know? <laughs> so it's not something that's definitely free to put together, but it is definitely something that, you know, I don't want to say that he's the only one that would do something like this, but definitely a very Rick thing to happen. <laughs> it would be nice to see it. Yeah. And even if Rick wasn't involved, I mean, again, just it would be nice to see that more often. Mm. Um, all right. Anything else to say about this? Uh, Shout out to everybody involved. Good work. Carly in was the in there doing a lot to, of stuff. Someone in, the, someone in the chat asked me to get a Felicia tattoo. I always did say that if I ever did actually get a tattoo, I would oh get I would get a Delta Red logo on my arm. That's oh what I would do. Yeah. That's it. So that would be it. But what a nerd. <laughs> my favorite moment of the retrospective. Uh, I, I, hard for me to pick one. I just, I felt like there were so many good moments. I really liked what a lot of people had to say. Their favorite moments were, I thought, I enjoyed those a lot. Just hearing, yeah. hearing from them. Some of them were good friends of mine. So like, it was, you know, cool to hear them talk about it in that regard. But there were also people there who I only knew tangentially or had never met before. And I still thought it was really cool to hear from them. Just everybody's different perspective on what was a good memory for them at Combo Record. Yeah. That was really cool. And I mean, I was also glad that they were willing to show all sorts of things, not even just the official combo breaker yeah. matches or anything, because I didn't get a chance to see it. But apparently, they did re-show the Florida versus Texas MK11 event. They sure I, did. It was highly edited because that was like a three-hour process. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it was they 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 certainly hit all of the major points, and it was great. It was yeah, really great to watch. Yeah. Because I saw some people who were talking about it on Twitter who had never seen it. And they were like, mm -hmm. that really was something. Uh, you know, like, it uh, really was something. And it was so great, dude. It was awesome. It was really, it was, it was such a, it was, it was like, that was like pure FGC. You know, for me, oh. that event was perfect. And everyone played so well. And in the end, despite the fact, like I've always said, you know, like the, like the uh, Rushdown versus Rob TV thing, they legit want to beat each other, like, badly. But in the end, they're going to respect each other as players. You know what I mean? It, you know, in the end, it's it's so good. So I love it's that. It's funny because I didn't watch that on stream, right? I was That's there. right. You were there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there watching. So uh, I, think that the, I think the crowd might have gotten the commentator's mics, but I couldn't hear it in any case. Oh, okay. So okay. It, was, it was cool this time to watch back and actually hear what they were saying because they're ripping on each other constantly oh yeah, 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 yeah a florida rep and a texas rep the whole time yeah and katana prime was going in dude i was katana dying prime. oh my I mean, god look, uh atp is good on texas's side he's a he's a smart guy he's a funny guy he's a commentator on florida side were katana prime and big d and dms <laughs> three people who have been who have done like major commentary in right. the past or this year <laughs> So I felt like that was like maybe a bit of a mismatch, unfortunately. But I, I, like I said, I do think that ATP did did a good job. But he wasn't there the whole time. You know? Right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember who was commentating with KP, but there were some points in time where just KP would say stuff, and the other guy just had nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's oh funny. man, it was so that good. That was funny, and it, it made me think back to the moment uh, after that match ended. I had bet on Florida, because obviously you bet on Florida. Uh -huh. I know. And when it ended, I knew that the players would be going into the back to try to, you know, they were going to talk afterward or whatever. Money was going to exchange hands or whatever it was. And I had already gotten my payment. And I went back there, and I had to pick up, like, a bag or whatever I left in the back. And the players saw me, and I think they thought that I had come back to be like, hey, good job, everybody. 
shake hands. Nice work. You you all played well. Good job. Right, uh huh. But actually, I went back there and I grabbed my bag and I was like, "Thanks for the money, nerds." And I ran. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole, dude! Oh my god! Oh my god! <sighs> Anyone who expected you to go back there to be like, "Good job, guys," doesn't know they you well enough. They were very surprised. <laughs> they, they don't know you well enough. <laughs> That's me, okay? I'm the one who will go back there and be like, "Great job, guys! Great job." <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Anything else to say about Combo Breaker Retrospective? Uh, it was really cool that it happened. And, in fact, we announced last week that we were going to do the Sure You Can uh, tournaments here. Do I still yes. even have that logo here sitting here? I might still actually have that. Yes, the Sure You Can scrimmage uh, beginner tournaments. And I've had a lot of people ask me about it. So there's a lot of interest gauged in it. But we had forgotten that it was also the same weekend as the Combo Breaker Retrospective. And just out of respect, we decided not to stream at the same time uh, with that. So uh, we should begin that this weekend uh, on Sunday. Of course, again, if you guys don't know, this is the beginner tournament that we're going to run. Uh, for the first one, we'll probably cap it at 16 people just so we can gauge the time and, and make sure we have everything all in order and everything like that. But uh, we're going to run that this weekend for beginners. You have to be golden under to participate. Again, you can totally smurf, but why let people have fun? And uh, that should be a lot of good times this weekend. So, Okay. Sounds good. 5-5 five, five matchup time? Yeah, let's do it. You just don't want to talk about the WOTC? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's. I mean, let's definitely talk about that because it has bearing and it has kind of a, a reflection on what's going on with, uh, you know, these kind of open brackets and tournaments and sponsorships and stuff like that in particular. Uh, right. But uh, do you want to sum up kind of what happened with Wizards of the Coast and Magic the Gathering? And let's you chat know, a little bit. Yeah, I hadn't heard about this until today when you brought it to my attention, but very interesting. Uh, so apparently Wizards of the Coast, which uh, does Magic the Gathering, of course, and they also have their uh, Magic Pro League these days, uh, they had some kind of rule change that was going to be implemented, but they only told their people who were signed as pro players, not anybody else. And remember... These are players signed by Wizards of the Coast. So they're Wizards yeah. of the Coast sponsored players. Yeah. And they got news of all these changes coming up in advance that nobody else gets, basically. Right. So that got leaked, and then it got uh, spread around by uh, one player who was you know, quite well-known, been around, top player, um, and they banned him for talking about it publicly mm -hmm. um, and they wanted than... him they, they wanted him to out whoever it was who gave him that right. information as well and they didn't ban him directly right away apparently for saying the information but they banned him after he refused to out the the person who gave mm -hmm. him the information essentially so that's pretty skeezy um it 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 is kind of hard i think to think about competitive magic now uh, because Witches of the Coast will let the people who are signed uh, to their thing get this information in a way that other people won't, and it's obviously a very intensive, you know, information-intensive mm -hmm. kind of game. That kind of info is really important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like there's kind of a loss of integrity that might be tough to come back from in this. 
Yeah, I mean, and this is the danger, right? I mean, this is the danger kind of when you look at it from an FGC perspective and kind of why it's good that we don't have situations where we don't have a Capcom-sponsored player. We don't have a, you know, uh, NRS isn't sponsoring their own players because then it kind of enters that weird realm because if Wizards of the Coast is sponsoring certain players and then they're giving them advanced information that's going to give them an advantage in upcoming events and stuff like that. It's clear that they're curating who they want to be the best players and who gets the attention and who the heroes of their community are, you know, in in a way. So there's a little bit of that kind of going on there. And... um, It's, it's a problem, right? I mean, I already felt like that it was wonderful that Games decided to drop their sponsorship because they made Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and they didn't want that kind of conflict of interest, right? Because if Daigo won Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, like let's say with a character that just dropped on DLC, then everybody would be like, hmm, you know, kind of thing like that. And, you know, I've already kind of was impressed by the integrity there. And to have this kind of thing, the reason why I kind of wanted to bring it up, because I think it does play into our community because it's very similar and it could definitely happen to our scene if we're not careful uh, in this kind of situation. So, Yeah, it's it's a cautionary tale, I think. Yeah, it's... that's right. Ban the testers. <laughs> Ban the testers from the NRS days a long time ago, right? So... Oh, yeah, you mean when uh, Dizzy current nrs employee dizzy won mortal kombat x like the month after that game came out back in 2016 can you believe that guy <laughs> can you believe that guy i uh, uh anyway don't know yeah, the, no, I, I don't I, know I, the... <laughs> go ahead i do think that it's a cautionary tale i don't think that it's like an immediately applicable kind of situation yeah because yeah. we don't have rights holders mm-hmm. who also you know do this with with uh, with uh, teams, sorry, with with players, but I, you know, can imagine that that may happen at some point, and if that does, it could be a big bummer. So sure, I think it's something that we really need to keep our eye on. Yeah. That said, what do you do about it? I don't know. It just like with uh, Magic, there's a group of people who own the games that we play. Mm-hmm. Capcom, mm-hmm. NRS, Bandai Namco, you know, right. If they'd like to do a thing, they get to do it. And ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Even if the community doesn't like it, that would be bad PR and probably bad marketing for them. And so there's these other, like, sort of reputational costs to doing the kind of thing that Wizards of the Coast did. But we don't have the legal rights to not let them do that. So it's, I do think it's important for there to be these reputational costs. Yeah, I'm not like, immediately worried that this stuff will happen in fighting games but sure it's something to to keep an eye on yeah yeah i mean because i mean we're kind of already starting to head a little bit in that direction in a couple of areas right like Mm. remember capcom you know they're doing the obviously the street fighter league and so you know it feels like you know those players kind of get a little okay you know maybe like i don't know are they planning to try to do more with that you know they were talking about or it's like trying to talk about like creating like these like uh, like different, not not like a league, but like a like 
like cl- like ways to like mentor people or education or like are they going to sponsor these players that way and then obviously when you go to Japan i mean Jesu is already just kind of like right there on the doorstep of that right because Capcom is the one giving the licenses to the players and everything like yeah, that fair enough. You know, all those guys are literally giving the license. And so what's to stop them from also trying to give them a little bit of an advantage? Like, hey, Jesu players, come play this beta of this thing of, you know, like, and try out the Street Fighter 6 Season 6, you know, kind of thing. Fortunately, they haven't done that. And I think, you know, there's a little bit more integrity there. And, you know, all maybe we'll see. <laughs> I don't want to, yeah. like, promise anything. But, you know, no. that's kind of the, 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 the whole guess. You know, the whole hope is that they will have that kind of integrity but again like you said it's a company they're trying to make money and and for magic the gathering especially because they're probably losing a lot of the war to digital card games now such as uh hearthstone and now runaterra you know so you know they have their own digital platform now they probably need to push this as much as possible to stay competitive and stuff and to have the interest of spending money on these players and then if you're spending money on these players you want to make sure they're the ones who's winning to make your game look better and to kind of promote that hero ship you know it's weird it's it's a weird situation and i think the best way to avoid it honestly is don't as a community don't accept the company that makes the game to sponsor the players to play in your tournament because that's a conflict of interest like that is just like i feel like like uh conflict of interest 101 you know <laughs> i can see that yeah that's yeah. certainly a cautionary tale uh, and yeah magic gathering definitely did have a tough time some years ago as digital card games mm-hmm, were mm-hmm. getting big they have their own products now and i think that they're probably fine on that front oh yeah yeah. i'm not saying that they're. i bet bet that they lost market share certainly at that time yeah i'm not saying that they're struggling but that's just the thing is that i I felt like when it was just like before we had all the digital ones all the ccgs the digital ones and stuff like that i just felt like magic the gathering was always seen as like the game you know like this is the one that everybody played yeah there was digimon and pokemon and all these other games out there but magic was always like the granddaddy and that was the one that you everybody went to but because it's going more of a digital route these days, I think, you know, they want to make sure that they stay in the forefront of that. Not saying that of they're course. losing to everything, but they want to stay competitive. They want to stay relevant and stuff. So there's a lot of uh, that involved, in my opinion. So, Well, all right. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah. But uh, just a good cautionary tale for FGC to make sure that we don't accidentally uh, kind of fall into that kind of pitfall as well. So. All righty, you want to move on to the viewer topics? Yes, let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Viewer five fives. We had six questions this week. Okay. Let's begin. Number one, which game would get more hype if it had a quality netcode patch released tomorrow? Smash Ultimate or Street Fighter V? <laughs> which game's community would get more hype? Two. Do you think Sonic Fox will make more or less than 2.5 top 8s at EVO Online? How many <laughs> games did they win outright? <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Uh... Wow. Three. Is Mortal Kombat's success due in part to focusing on story content? Probably. Yeah. Four. Why haven't there been any new 3D fighting game IPs within the last 10 years? Five, 
What's the secret spice that keeps games like Melee, Third Strike, Marvel 2, etc. relevant and popular decades later? Then 6. Why do you love grapplers? Why do others hate them? Who's the best grappler character and grappler player ever? Ooh. These are all like... I swear these are all good questions. <laughs> these are all good questions. I agree. Yeah. These are all so, good questions. We again had a tie. This has happened a couple times lately. Right. Uh -huh. With 29% of the vote each. Only pluralities. Number five. What's the secret spice that keeps games like Melee, Third Strike, Marvel 2, etc. relevant and popular decades later? And why do you love grapplers? Why do others hate them? Who's the best grappler character and grappler player ever? Those are the two winners. All right. So... I've added the old FGC secret spice as the, the first secret topic spice. here. Secret Ooh. spice. I don't know, man. What do you what do you think? Why don't you go first here? Uh, honestly, uh, I've been talking about this a lot, and I know not everybody agrees with me, but I do feel like that the drive to simplify games and to do all these different things have had a kind of minor side effect. In that I, I feel like a lot of fighting games these days are missing the things that kind of in particular make them fun. You know, that there's not any of these like things that when you like the difficulty kind of makes you feel happy about stuff. You know, uh, I shared this clip on Twitter recently of a player. I'm not sure where he was from. I think it's from one of the Latin American countries, but he did this Balrog mix up. He gets a crush counter, crouching heavy punch, and then he did this mix-up, and he goes to the other side and hit him afterwards. And then after he hit it, he was just like, oh. He's like, I don't care what happens after the end of this round. Like, I landed my mix-up. That's the first time I... He was so happy about that, and it was just great and wonderful and things like that. And, you know, that's kind of the things that a lot of people live for. You know, I've been talking about, you know, landing that... Sako combo or landing this mm -hmm. crazy, you know, Urian mix-up with Aegis reflectors and things like that, you know. And uh, I felt like older games kind of had a little bit more of that, that kind of feel-good kind of thing. And uh, to just kind of make you feel yourself kind of situations. And uh, I feel like that that helps a lot. And in a weird way, I honestly do think the complete imbalance of those games kind of helps keep them alive in a weird way. Because... Okay. There's something about having the ability to beat the top tier that just keeps people going and then that you have the people who just abuse the top tier like Mao or like <laughs> right. like Pyro Lee or whatever and you're just like, I need to beat them, you know? And there's something about that that kind of just creates a narrative and drives appeal and stuff. And uh, I mean... And lastly, they're just good games. You know, it, there's no coincidence that it's those games <clears throat> that have right. continued to last because they're the good ones. You know, there's no shortage of badly uh, tiered games like Time Killers where you can chop someone's head off and feel good about yourself. But it's just a bad game. So it's just not going to survive. But like something like MVC2, Third Strike, Super Turbo... Heck, Sailor Moon S, let, let's even add that in there. You know, there's something mm -hmm. about those old games that because they're almost... Because they're good games and that little brokenness factor has an appeal to it, honestly. So, All right. Um, you ever heard of the parable of the plane that during wartime... I want to say it was World War II, but now I don't remember. That flew to, uh, through a bunch of shots and it 
all these planes were flying through uh, anti-aircraft fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. And they got... Sh- they came back with all these bullet holes, right? Uh-huh. And so the people who saw that they came back with the bullet holes were like, wow, we really got to shore up those planes, right, in those spots because look at all the bullet holes in them. Not realizing that even more planes had actually been shot down and those planes survived in part because they got shot there and not in more important places. Yeah. It's survivorship bias, and it's very common. You don't think back to the things that are easily missed, right? It's so funny because when you said, have you heard that parable? I was just going to say no. But the funny thing is, I actually have heard that parable before. So. Nice. Yeah, I, that's that's a that's a good story to tell because mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much the answer here, which is that yeah, those are good games. You won't hear me crapping on those games. Mm-hmm. So are some of my favorites. They happen to be the survivors of a time in which most games were not good. To be frank, most fighting games were not good, but there were some that were good. And you know, Third Strike, CBS Two, Marvel Two, a couple of the KOF games. Uh, all right, there's like a there's like a short list that mm-hmm. people basically play still, and those are good games. And the fact that they've lasted this long shows that they are good games. Or people would have quit if they if they had sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really think it's just more like they happen to have been the few good games from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Is really just that's what it is. There were like five good games in the 1990s, and these were the five. Like <laughs> whatever the number is, right? I don't know. It's not five, but it's some some small number. <laughs> Uh, so they're definitely good games on their own terms and they appeal to different people because they're different games than other games so mm-hmm. people who like a parry have a parry there's whatever there's you know two I don't want to get into the whole thing but there's each game has its own unique aspects that no other game has like every game has mm-hmm. and if you're somebody who is attracted to the things that are in one of those games that's the game for you and you can still play at the same time keep in mind they're Competitive scenes are still very small, right? Yeah. I mean, don't have any like ideas that they're as big as the modern size games, but they certainly are still there. And I really think it's more just like these were the games that were good, and so we're still playing them. Yeah. Than that, there's like there's the fact that the fact of them being old isn't the thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in, it's instead that they happen to be survivors of that time. Right. I mean, Outcast in the chat says David is right. Like, people who say all old movies were better. We just remember the good movies. There was tons of shit movies, right? There it is. And it's absolutely true. And, I mean, when you think about it, for example, every time you ask people, like, what are your favorite game consoles? A lot of people will say PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. And I can tell you for fact that those consoles probably had the most amount of shit games on them. Like, of course. Because they were the most popular consoles at the time. There were so many bad games on those. And like, I had a lot of stinkers on Super NES and on Original NES. For sure, yeah, there were bad games and, all over the place. And, 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 you know, even for something like everyone assuming that everybody from Japan is amazing, right? You know, like, at, at fighting games. Mm. is because they're the ones that travel because they're good. <laughs> but, you know, like, when you actually go play in the locals over there, you have players of all levels everywhere, right? So, sure. And then the other one, too, one of my favorite examples was... Seeing Daigo try to draw Ryu, and it's like the worst drawing I've ever seen. And I'm like, oh my god, there are some Japanese people who can't draw. <laughs> Be- 
because like I swear to God, every time you see a Japanese person try to draw, it's like the most amazing, beautiful art in the world, you know. <laughs> this is one I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Oh man. Oh, so anyway, they're good games, but I, I don't know that they have something that's like the question is. What's the secret spice that keeps games like Marvel 2, Melee, etc. relevant and popular decades later? They're good games. I don't think that... There, there isn't like some old school secret spice, if that's the intention <laughs> of the question. They're just, are, they were the mm -hmm. 10 good games from yep. the first decade of fighting game history. So. Yep. Agreed. Anyway. Agreed. Uh, six. Tied with this question. Why do you love grapplers? Why do others hate them? Who's the best grappler character and best grappler player ever? Well, I know we have both played grapplers many, many times. <laughs> I like grapplers because they are a couple of reasons, I would say. I would say the two biggest reasons for me are I really like strategy that requires kind of... I like weighted strategy. Okay, so I like mm. to have a thing that I'm very good at with my character, but also downsides. Because to me, it's fun to navigate the downsides in order to get yeah. to the upsides. Well, many character archetypes aren't like that, right? No, no, no character archetype is completely out of any situation. Well, rarely, anyway. And, and none is completely going to 10-0 in most situations, right. either. Usually, they're, like, somewhere in between, okay? So you, you do have to navigate, like, I have a strength here, but not here, right? You have to walk around a little bit. But... Many archetypes are not as stark right. as, as the grappler archetype. And I really enjoy the grappler archetype because I think that it's like oftentimes the best example of the weird strategy that you have to mm. employ in order to get this kind of stark, uh, very all or nothing kind <laughs> right. of strategy going. And I've always really enjoyed that, even when I don't play grapplers. You know, it, it, I play it's owners. Which are exactly the same idea, but just on the other side of the coin. Right. And even apart from that, I played Super Turbo Dictator. If he got knocked down, he had no options. But he had great mobility and great damage and mix-ups. I, I just, I like all-or-nothing kind of character designs. To me, that strategy is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, the other reason is, everybody hates it, and I know they hate it, and I think it's hilarious, and I want to grab them because of that. <laughs> I mean, look, you know everybody's usually bad at balancing fighting games because whenever you ask them how they would balance or fix a character, all they do is try to target their weaknesses as opposed mm -hmm. to making their strengths stronger. You know, if you make everybody so that you balance out their weaknesses, they become less interesting, right? Because you don't get that kind of variance that you're talking about. And yeah, that is absolutely one of the things. And, and for me... One of the reasons why I like playing grapplers, one, is just generally because a lot of the times they do kind of are kind of the underdog in a lot of ways. And I've always had that kind of, you know, uh, low tier hero kind of feeling to it. But at the same time, it's just you get to play so much more psychologically, I feel like, with a grappler than a lot of other characters. You know, mm -hmm. like in hyper fighting, one of my favorite matchups was one of his worst matchups was Guile. You know, mm -hmm. I loved fighting Guile in Hyper Fighting. In fact, when I went to Super Arcade and played like in the Hyper Fighting tournament, I beat Duckdo's Guile with my Zangief. And then one time I came back to Super Arcade, he wanted me to run it back. I tried with Ken and it didn't work and I switched to Zangief and I beat his Guile. <laughs> it's 
nice. like, like I like that matchup so much because it's so psychological because so much about that match is about it's like performing magic. Everything about that match is misdirection. Like, look, I'm going to do this. Look, I'm going to, like, hey, check this out. Meanwhile, down here, I'm actually preparing to walk up and SPD you and stuff like that, you know. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get them to see the things that I want them to see so that they miss the things that I'm actually planning to do. And that's what makes Grappler so much fun to me, you know. Like, you know, one of the things, we talked about zoning earlier today, right? You get frustrated because you get hit by the same thing over and over and over again. One of my number one strategies against guile with zangief in hyper fighting is block like eight sonic booms in a row i will walk up and block eight sonic booms in a row because in the end i'm losing eight chip damage which is significant but not as significant as a one-third damage spinning pile driver right so if i sit there and block this and i get them comfortable to throwing sonic booms and they get this rhythm then my jump becomes that much harder for them to react to and stuff like that you know you it's just that sleight of hand that grapplers have that that I love and walk up SPD is just still one of my favorite things to do in like any fighting game, you know. No doubt about that one. Walk up command grab is a special kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, like you, you know that the opponent has been so frightened whenever yeah. that works, right? Yeah. Like that, that kind of that. There's like a kind of incisiveness into the opponent that you get with that sort of uh, tool yeah. that I feel like just doesn't exist for many archetypes, but it does for grapplers. <laughs> yeah, when you walk up and command grab someone, like, you know you're in their head at that point yeah. in time, like, 100%. They got that. Yeah. They got that. Especially sure. if you're Zangief versus a Guile, and Guile has that crouching medium kick and sonic boom, which are, like, at that range, king. And if you can walk up and SPD as a, a Guile player, like, that's endorphins all over the place. Man, it's so good. I agree with that. Uh... My experience really streaming on the corner is that most grappler players don't like zoning characters. Mm -hmm. I do. I know some people who do. They're, we're not, if you like the same, we're not alone. There's certainly some. Mm -hmm. But I, in my experience, not that common. Right, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I, I, I would agree with you because there's a lot of the grapplers out there that in the end just hate zoners with every fiber of their being for obvious reasons because zoners are like antithetical to grapplers in the way that they hurt grapplers really badly because it's that much harder to get in on them, you know, kind of situation. Yeah. So I know some grapplers who will like won't touch a zoner because to them it's like, ew, dirty, you know, you're cheating kind yeah. of thing. So. But I, again, I like them for basically the same reason. Yep. <laughs> NB they, Silent they Shadow asks... Start lopsided strategy, and people hate them, and it gets them frustrated, and I think that's right. hilarious. NB Silent Shadow says, what tools should a character have, not have, to be a grappler? My answer to that is, to be a grappler, you should not have EX Green Hand. Think <laughs> he's not a grappler? The, in Jeez. Street Fighter 4? He kind of wasn't, you know? Galaxy brain take. I love it. Um, I love it. But uh, why do people hate grapplers? Uh, I can tell you why people hate grapplers. It's because uh, playing defense in fighting games is scary, and it's very hard. And uh, mm. being able to block is a nice thing. And in older games, blocking meant you were kind of successful, even if you weren't necessarily actually successful. Grapplers destroy that whole entire thing. It's why throws were cheap before, because your ultimate defense of blocking doesn't work against grapplers. And so people don't like 
playing a whole game full of characters that I'm blocking against, I'm blocking against, and I'm I can be defensive, even though I lose, I feel like I'm blocking and I'm winning, then you fight against Zangief, and I'm blocked, and then you get grabbed, and you're like, I'm totally losing all of a sudden, and so there's a, there's a, there's a discomfort of losing your ultimate defense. Now, in a lot of fighting games these days, blocking has become weaker as, you know, as years have gone on, but, uh... So I feel like people accept it a little bit more. And, you know, in Street Fighter 2, you couldn't jump out of SPD ticks and things like that. But right. for the most part, that discomfort level is still there. And why every time a game comes out, grapplers always start off being really strong. And eventually they become weaker. Because when everybody starts a fighting game, all you do is block. Because blocking, you don't know what anybody's doing. And so blocking is the ultimate defense, except against grapplers. And so there's this huge level of mental discomfort playing against a grappler that your, your panic defense is the wrong answer. And that makes it hard for them. So <clears throat> Thanks for the raid, Andres, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't see that. High um, five. Uh, and uh, who is your favorite? Who 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 do you think is the best grappler player ever? I feel like the candidates are Koji and Itazan. I like, mean, who else? Is <laughs> I know, right? Uh, would you count Storm Kubo? I mean, I he's in that category, but I wouldn't have him up there with those guys. Okay, okay. Yeah, like, maybe maybe you would say FAB. Um, I mean, he's, it's, I would, I think in most of these cases, we're probably talking about people in individual games, mm -hmm. like, like him, like, uh, Itazan, although in VF, not really grappler, right? Um, in Street Fighter, he's always been grappler. Koji maybe is the, is the player who has had the most success mm -hmm. as a grappler type main in the most different kinds of games. Yeah. He actually mm -hmm. might be a might be that yeah it would definitely be uh i mean if i had to pick one i would probably pick koji uh yeah. itazan is definitely up there as well if we had to name someone outside of japan i would actually give a lot of credit to jan i, I would put jan in that jan category. is a great answer yeah jan's, jan's a great answer because jan he's another one just like koji who's just been doing it in every game forever and he refuses to play anything else that's not a grappler <laughs> absolutely so, a great call I, i'm yeah. i'm I feel bad that I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. <laughs> uh, Itazan in Virtua Fighter, he played Wolf and Jeffrey, I think, didn't he? Or oh, did he? I thought he was a Shun player. Maybe I'm. Or did he wrong. go to Shun? I don't even remember now. I don't even remember now. Actually, it's a really great question. Actually, who did? Yeah, he Shun, plays Shun. Thought, okay, yeah, yeah. he does play Shun. Okay, so yeah, even in the game that he's the Grandmaster and he didn't really use the grappler in that game. So there you go. <clears throat> so that's what I would say. I would. Maybe give it to Koji number one overall. Mm -hmm. As far as character, my favorite grappler is Iron Tiger. Right. I I, I could have guessed that. <laughs> Pretty sure that would have been. I mean, my he, he doubles and quadruples down yeah. on the idea of the all or nothing kind of wacko character that I want. Like he's su mm -hmm. he's such a perfect encapsulation of that. So yeah, that's yeah. he's my dude. He's it's my hard dude. for me to say because like. My answer would probably be Zangief, just because I have so much nostalgia with them. The problem is, I just don't really like how Zangief is in a lot of the modern <laughs> takes that, you know, I don't like him in 4, because he was less grappler. Yeah. And I actually don't like him in 5, because I actually don't like 
that he's more of a vortex character than than the SPD bounce you uh, across the screen and then try to get back in kind of mentality, which I enjoyed so hold, much. Hold on, hold on. HF Geef definitely snowballs a lot of characters in the corner. He gets a safe jump against most characters in the game. And some he doesn't even need, need to do that. He just gets to do he needs to do a tick. <laughs> but that was work to push them into the corner. That was. I mean, it work. was. I'm yeah, just saying uh-huh. he was definitely a vortex character. Yeah, to a degree. Oh, to a degree. <laughs> He's a vortex character for sure. Okay, if you could get him into the corner, like I said, uh, not quite the way that it is in five. But again, I haven't really played a lot of Geef in five, just because it felt awkward and a lot of my muscle memory kept fighting me in that game, which was a problem. But uh, uh, Zangief is probably is just my favorite grappler, just because. Or I could even say St. Cami, because I really do think that she is kind of a grappler. I played her I like could- a grappler. I, and again, that's kind of one of the reasons why I liked her. And it's one of the reasons why I tried to play Makoto, because I like the idea of a grappler with a fast dash. You know, like, hey, finally we're not big lumbering grappler. And that's kind of what I liked about Kami and ST. She was fast, she walked fast, but really her main tool was the hooligan. And same kind of thing. The way I landed hooligan was the same way that I landed spin, walk-up spinning pile driver. It's sleight of hand kind of things, you know. I've often told people that the best way to get good at Kami and Super Turbo is to learn to win without the hooligan throw you know because then the hooligan throw is that much stronger back when i relied on the hooligan throw too much everybody stopped it they jabbed it they jump stronged it and everything like that and um one of my favorite moments was the time that we had muffin man and, and like eugene and and a bunch of people here at my place playing with us on stream and uh remember muffin man kept getting tired of the fact that he kept losing the round to my hooligan throw and uh-huh. he said i am not losing this round of the hooligan throw and I killed him with the hooligan throw. <laughs> you know, because it was just, you know, that's just how it works. That's the grappler mentality. Cammy, as a character, is so deficient and devoid as a character. And the hooligan is so broken of a move that she essentially, that hooligan was the walk-up SPD. And so right. that's okay. kind of the, one of the reasons why I really loved playing Cammy in that game. Now that I'm older and think about it, what, even though, yes, I was a low-tier hero, but at the same time, the play style was still Zangief. You know, it was still how I played hyper-fighting Zangief. It was so much of the same mentality uh, between the two characters. And so ST Cammy still might be my favorite grappler. <laughs> I think that's totally reasonable. Yeah. For sure. And it's why... That's why, honestly, I feel like they've never done her right again. If if you made, if you asked me to do, if I could do Street Fighter Five Cami from start again, I would turn her into a hooligan monster. And shout outs to Pegasi. Wow, five. Wow, gifts thanks for the gifted subs. To Jack Empty Zero. Yourself. To CRMS. To it's time to Dole, Cornbrick, and and Urkic Man, not Eric Man, Urkic Man. Shout outs to all nice. of shout outs to all you guys out there uh, and shout outs to Pegasi for the gift subs. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Super nice of you. Awesome. As far as which characters count as a grappler, I think when we talk about that, we usually mean like big bodies. Yeah. Right? That's usually cuz many more characters have command grabs than are <laughs> grappler mm-hmm. in many games. Yeah. And at, at the same time, I think you can still have this sort of big body definition and i think that that doesn't even necessarily 
mean that they have to literally have a big body in some cases. Like, I would say um, maybe Mika is an example of that. I mean, Makoto, uh, as I mentioned earlier, right? Makoto, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Street Fighter Mika. Like, I, I, I think, I think there's, I think for her, maybe she's a grappler. Or she's like on the on the margins of things. Yeah. Anyway, I think that there's. You you can have this kind of just broad definition, mm-hmm. and if you try to narrow down into it too much, it's going to be hard on the margins. I'm sure. But <laughs> right. I think it's I think we're okay with like just kind of generally agreeing that we're talking about big bodies. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. Any of these right, questions right. that you wanted to answer yourself or anything like that, or? Let's uh... see. Is Mortal Kombat success due in part to focusing on story content? Absolutely. Why haven't there been any new 3D fighting game IPs in the last 10 years? Just last week, we talked about the fact that IPs are hard to get started in anything, <laughs> in fighting games included. Yeah. And so there actually aren't that many new 2D fighting game mm-hmm, IPs mm-hmm. that have been successful in the last 10 years. There have been a couple, but I wouldn't. I don't think you would say any of them has like blown up, really. Like They have yeah, yeah. dedicated scenes, certainly, but none of them has be- become like the biggest game. Yeah, and, and plus the other thing, too, what's really interesting to me is I feel like the uh, the blur, the line is being blurred between the two nowadays anyway, because Street Fighter V plays more like Tekken than, than any of the Street Fighters has ever played before, you know, and in the end, you know, when you look at Tekken, I mean, honestly, the thing that really kind of makes it different is that, you know, Tekken is less about hitboxes, hit spheres, and is more about the actual, you know, co- the, the, the polygon collisions and stuff like that. Right. And yeah, there's 3D movement, uh, but I don't know, like, the 3D movement can just be seen as another part of the mechanic. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but like 3D movement in Soul Calibur is really there to defeat the horse, the vertical attacks, right? And so yeah, 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 yeah. you can just put a mechanic that just is invincible to vertical attacks. You know what I mean? Like, I, I guess, yeah. You know, it's kind of like that, but... Uh, oh, dang, now Dawn of Morning... So Dawn of Morning right. is a, so, a huge... So first of all, thanks to the sub for KLB. That's very nice of you. Thanks to the to DJ Bust on that. Nice work. To, for the gifted sub to me and Dude... Thanks to Dawn of Morning for the subscription as well. To and then Paco Stevens to Nose Face Courses, LL Paul B and Carson FGC. Shout outs to Shout all those guys. Ben. Hey, Some we're se- we're seventy eight percent seventy eight percent to a level four hype train. We're we're right there, dude. But shout outs to Dawn right. of Morning. Dawn of Morning has been a fervent supporter of uh, not just Ultra Chen TV, but my channel as well. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Definitely been around a while. I've seen the names, yeah. man. That's that's super cool of y'all. Much obliged. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as do you think Sonic Fox will make more <laughs> or less than two point five top eights at Evo Online? Ah, uh, dude. Honestly, nothing. Honestly, two two minimum. Nothing excess gave us uh, gave us the four level four hype train. So shout outs to Andres. So. Uh, thanks, thanks, dude. Much obliged. I mean, he'll he has a great chance of winning Skullgirls. He has the probably the best chance of winning, uh, um, the, the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they're they're definitely the favorite to win Mortal Kombat. Right. Skullgirls seems likely. Close. Will they pick yeah. up them's fighting herds or Killer Instinct? Is the question. I don't right. Know. <laughs> I mean, Sonic. Two, if, if they, and and even like they're the favorite to win at least one of those games. 
to make top eight, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. So, like I said, Skullgirls will be harder than Mortal Kombat 11, but Sonic Fox in the clutch is, you know, Sonic Fox. Like they're gonna they're, they're gonna be able to take it. And if they decide to spend the time on them fighting herds and Killer Instinct, absolutely. I mean, Sonic Fox is gonna be able to win any fighting game that they put their mind to. It's just that's it's just there's no question about that. Uh, there's no question about that. So. Shoutouts to Nuticon for the bits to keep the hype train going. Three minutes and 45 seconds. We're at 8% to get a level 5 hype train. I've never actually seen what a level 5 hype train looks like. So there you go. I mean, um, I don't know what the phenomenon is. So, all right. <laughs> uh, which game would I think get that's more... about it for a 5-5 five five, or we well, want to talk about I anything mean, else here? Look, we basically answered everything. Which game would get more hype if they had quality net code patch released tomorrow? Smash or Street Fighter Five? Obviously, Smash Ultimate would have a... Obviously, Smash Ultimate. It wouldn't even be a contest. Because, again, again, yes, Street Fighter Five's net code is not ideal, but... Unfortunately, Street Fighter V's netcode is still better than the majority of the fighting games out there. So much to the point that I am playing Street Fighter V online and I can't play like Guilty Gear and Undernight and Sam Show and Tekken online as much because the netcode is just not as good, you know. And it's sad to say that, but it's still no, true. Right. It's still true. You're right. So. It would definitely be smashed. Thanks to Starks for the bits as well. Ooh, High five. Nice. Okay, another long So I think that's it for 5-5, five five, huh? Yes, uh -huh, that is correct. Well, there's a little bit to talk about in terms of other game news and community news, All so right. let's do that. So in game news, on the Combo Breaker retrospective, it was announced that Power Rangers Battle for the Grid is going to have Season 3. That they was will super add, cool. Yeah. They will add Jungle Fury Purple Ranger, your personal favorite. Super Samurai Red Ranger, your secondary favorite, mm -hmm. and one more character. Uh, they're also making some changes to how some stuff works with the Megazord things. Yeah, and that's my uh, third favorite character, by the way, also. The, the one... The, Megazord? No, the Megazord unannounced also. character right now, so... Oh, for sure, know. for sure. Clearly, right. <laughs> clearly. Uh, now, shout-outs to this game. I think that's so cool to see how it's gone. It has continually picked up more and more players. It's mm -hmm. getting the hype. I watch it sometimes. I think it's super fun to watch. I've tried it out now a couple times. I do enjoy it. Uh, it's definitely stepped up graphically. It's stepped up uh, uh, in terms of its audio as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've made good gameplay changes. Like it's to look to look on it now compared to when it first launched. I think is a is a big difference, and that's oh, really, yeah. really cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and again, it's got that MV2 MVC2 bustedness to it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like intentionally. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted exactly. to make a zany game, and they definitely did it. And, I mean, cool. it's it's really an indication of just how beloved MVC2 is that so many of the people in the FGC who have gone on to make fighting games themselves just made MVC2. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marvel 2 has, like, at least four different sequels, and uh, only one of them is a Marvel game. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that's cool. Look for that to come out. Uh, each character's six bucks individually. It'll be 15 bucks for three of them together. Uh, Skullgirls added 40 new character colors, new stage, tons of little bug fixes as well, which is pretty cool. And also added Sonic Fox's persona to the, the training stage background. Yes. Uh, you know, before we get to that part of it, though, you know, this is on top of the recent netcode fixes, improvements 
that Mike oh, yeah. Z has put into the game. I have heard ridiculous things about like literally across the globe playing like like 180 trip around the uh, around the planet and it's like silky smooth. Like it doesn't even feel like you're online. I have heard just some of the most like ridiculous claims out there, but like they're not exaggerations, which is the crazy yeah. thing. So, yeah. No, shout outs to them. That's amazing stuff. Uh, super cool that Fox got into the background there. Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. Good job to the Skull Girls crew. Fox obviously been a big player and supporter of that game the whole time. And it's not even just like, um, it's not even that they're there by default, right? Because I, I heard you have to play the training stage and pick stage select and then pick it again or something like that. I'm not even 100% sure uh, how that yeah, works. Yeah, I, I don't know the method. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, it's a chance, of course, to leave for, t leave for TV and, and Crescent EXE. It's random. 1 40th of a chance. Oh, that's so gotcha. cool. I didn't realize and, that. And you know, that's the crazy yeah, thing. It's like 1 40th and people are mad about it? I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Oh, it's just absurd politics, dude. Yeah, um, absolutely, dude. It's like I, I just I'm, I wasn't planning to address it because I think oh. it's so stupid. Oh, it's fifty-fifty uh, according to an awesome guy. It's fifty-fifty. Oh, okay. So there you go. So in any case, shouts to Fox. Uh, and then in addition, they also changed the background avatar of somebody in real life who has uh, transitioned in mm -hmm. the meantime. So took them as masculine and now feminine. I think that's super cool as well. Yeah, so, so they Wars put Wars. they put that player in the game, you know, as a I don't know if that was a Kickstarter goal or something like that, but that player then transitioned, and so they transitioned the character in the game as well. So that's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nice work to them. I think that's very yeah. cool. Uh, in Street Fighter Five, they tweeted today that there that there will be exciting news about Street Fighter Five Champion Edition tomorrow at eight a.m. And while this stream has been live, there has been a update that I downloaded on Steam because I forgot to close it, uh, and Steam <laughs> decided to start downloading an update. So I now have that update, and it's probably not live. I imagine the servers are down. It's going to uh, get data mined. Go. <laughs> it's going to get data Some, mined. Something's up. And it wasn't a big download, by the way. It was like 30-something megs, so yeah. not huge here. So don't expect anything crazy out of this. Maybe there's going to be like a slight improvement to netcode. I don't know. A lot I'm of people are a lot of people are saying maybe Idom's costume finally is going Idom's to be revealed, you know, yeah. kind of thing like that. So, but you yeah. know, um, look, every time anybody says anything like that, I don't care. Someone tweeted me like some rumor. Hey, check out this rumor from the former ex Cure, and I was like, I don't care. Rumors are rumors are rumors are rumors until they're not. That's just that's all it comes down to me. So I I just don't care. So it doesn't Agreed, matter to dude. me. So. But tomorrow at 8 a.m. Pacific time, we will know. Okay. Only a few hours, really. Uh, GG Strive, they're gonna have a new character trailer June 9th uh, in IGN's Expo. Mm -hmm. So look forward to that. Yeah. And then while we've been on the air as well, oh no, I just lost the tweet. Um, there's gonna be a new. Oops. Sam Show Collection, I think. Yeah, Neo Geo Collection coming out. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? I don't know if you saw I that. I did not on, see I only uh, seen people mention it in the chat right here. Yeah, I got... But I haven't seen that, so... Uh, yeah, so tweet. Uh, let me find it right here. This will be... Oh, no. That's not right. What? Is it not on their actual Twitter timeline? Uh, I don't understand. Oh, the Samurai Showdown <laughs> Neo Geo Collection contains six games and one... 
unreleased title. I don't know. I can't watch the YouTube video right now. So let me know if you have seen hmm. it and you know what it is. Okay, cool. That's that's awesome. I'm totally, I'm happy about that. That that'll be really cool because I've like never had a chance to mess with Samurai Showdown Six, for example. So I've never actually got to play uh, President Andrew Jackson in the game. So you know, because is that of, a character? Yeah, he's actually a character. So he's. I think it's cool. Andrew Jackson. Is that the president that's in there? Uh, oh, and they're putting all rollback netcode in it? Oh. Really? Cool. Oh, but Samurai Showdown 6 is not part of the pack? Oh. That was the game that Iroha first showed up, and then Andrew Jackson was in it. So, but uh, I guess that's not... Oh, it's only Sam Show 1 through 5. That sucks. Oh, well. Okay. That's unfortunate. Cool, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's That's just awesome. his name is Jackson, but you know, it's clearly him because it's that time frame and stuff like that. So, is it clearly him because he's riding on a mountain of Native American skulls? Uh, you know? I think that might be his super. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Twitch Prime also says that there's going to be SNK classics on there. Um, looks like, well, I guess I can't watch the video, but I'm seeing. Yeah, I saw something about that, that a bunch of them are in there, so for sure. Uh, like a bunch of the KOF games and stuff like that are in there. All right. I think that's it for game news. And then in community news, just a couple of things. PlayStation 4 Tournaments Open Series will begin. These are official Sony tournaments. Huh. Okay. Uh, they are going to be there for a few different games at least. We know that there's going to be North America East and West for Mortal Kombat 11, cool. Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, and Soul Calibur 6. Oh, nice. And okay. then there's also going to be regions for... Europe, Middle East, and South America with their own brackets. So that's cool. Weekly prizes are 100 bucks. Monthly prizes are 1000 bucks. Everyone who plays will receive special PS4 themes. And then there are other rewards on top of that stuff as well. Hmm. So that's cool. I'm all for that. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm down with that. all that stuff as well. Cool. Okay. And then I believe that is it, man. Okay. Okay. That's all I got here. So, what's up? Uh, I mean, on the Teppin front, they finally announced that there's going to be an update in July. So the June one, the June update, so this is going to be the second month where basically they're starting a new season uh, with nothing new. Uh, normally they go two months for a season and then they do a new one. I'm sorry, with, with a new, and then a new hero, basically. So every month is a season, but every two months they've come out with a hero. This is the first time we're going to get four months in a row with no new changes, no balance patches, none of that stuff right now. So it's been frustrating as a Teppin player. I barely play it anymore just because, you know, I'm just like tired of the current meta kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I would just, I wish that they would just do a balance patch. Like, they don't have to do anything crazy. Just change the attack and defense of some things, add anti-air to some stuff. But they're adding a new hero, and it's going to be Feline uh, from the Monster Hunter series. You know, the little cat companions that you have. Um, I don't know anything okay. about Monster Hunter, so I have no reaction to whether this is cool or neat or kind of dumb. I don't know. I would have loved to have seen... A new Darkstalkers character because Morgan's still the only one. But considering what they did to Morgan in that game, maybe I don't don't want to see another Darkstalkers character in the game. So dang, you know, she's garbage, dude. She's absolute garbage. It makes me sad. Makes me sad. Well, there's been interesting news here that Blue just told us about, um, where there was an interview done by looks like some fans of Grand Blue who do an English uh, Twitter and Discord and stuff for it. And they talked with 
uh, Kimura Yuito and Fukuhara Tetsuya, producer and director of Grand Blue Fantasy. They asked specifically about rollback net code for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, oh. and the response was, it's not something we have planned for the moment. In the case of GBVS, it would be a late addition, and it could be pretty daunting to implement. Right now, we can't say whether or not it's feasible. You know, honestly, I appreciate that answer. Uh, I would much <laughs> rather the answer be, yes, for sure, we're going to do it. But I also think there's something to be said for just being up front and being like, I'm sorry, we can't do that right now. Like, it's just, it's honest. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I, I mm. certainly would rather them have the thing. But if they can't do it, I'd rather this than them being like, We'll, we'll think about yeah. it. Right? <laughs> we'll look into it and assess yeah, yeah, yeah. the difficulty, you know? Yeah. I mean, I saw Maximilian tweet that it took NRS, like, I think it was like, I think it was 10 or 15 people, about seven months to retrofit Mortal Kombat X with the rollback neck. Well, code. they have a whole TED talk, not TED talk, a whole um, GD, GDC talk. GDC talk is what it was, yeah. yeah. About that whole process. And yeah. they, they did spend a ton of time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it takes a long time to do. And so, yeah, uh, a lot of the, you know, ability to do that, if they were going to do that, it would be a lot of work. And, and you know, obviously I would have hoped that the work that they put into Strive to do this would give them some lessons and things. But again, look, Arxis is not a huge company. They're just not a big company. They're probably stretched thin as we speak, you know, and probably working on stuff we don't even know about, you know, like we're going to expect some Naruto fighting game at some point in time, you know. Um, so it's going to, it's, it's, it's just not one of those things that, you know, we shouldn't have hoped for it. And the fact that we're not getting it isn't any reason to be mad, you know. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, in addition, this is cool. So Blue also links us a tweet um, about uh, Elegant Summer Concerto, which I guess is a Melty tournament. Is that accurate? Ooh, okay. In which the ha community has raised over $2,000 to support events and arcades affected by that COVID-19. Cool. That's rad. That is Nice really work. Cool. Good job. To Super good. Very nicely done. Um, <laughs> And that's true. We have someone in the chat who's actually implementing GGPO into their game right now. High Fight oh, says that... it'll probably take more time to implement GGPO on footsies than actually making footsies. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's the way it uh, works, man. It's that's the climax of Night Team who's, who's working on that. That's cool. And then, and then even like, uh, you know, uh, Abonic Plague has talked about this a lot. Uh, when the MIT license came out for... Um, for uh, the rollback netco for GGPO, I can't yeah. remember if it was the Accent Core team or if it was like an Exerd team, but they were going to go and try to retrofit it into a PC version, you know? And like, basically they've kind of disappeared because <laughs> it is a lot harder than they were expecting it to be. And I think some, one of them even said that, like, holy crap, now that we've looked into it, this is not easy at all to do. So, yeah. you know, it's not an easy task to do this kind of thing. It's like I've always told everybody, it's not like, here, let's unscrew this one here and screw on this net code and woohoo, right. you know. Yeah, and then they have talked about trying to do that for a BBCF mod as well. And they're trying to gather talent to do that, basically. So, uh. All right, well... 
Yeah, the, the Fexel thing, Hi-Fi, uh, there was rumors that they were actually going to try to put it into Fexel. They, clear, they clarified that, that that was a mistranslation, that they were just testing it with their April Fool's joke uh, just to see kind of what they could do with it. And there's no actual plans to implement it into Fexel. But I think they're just messing with it. But as we did mention on the stream last week, they actually did. We talk about this last week about the the the, the Melty Blood developer actually trying it, and I played the 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 clip the, the Twitch clip of his where he's like, I think I want to use rollback code, and yes. I was like, yes, yes, yeah. Oh, man. Hey, look, this is happening. It's happening a little bit more slowly than I think many of us would like. But... Yeah. It is, it's happening in many ways, so I'm encouraged, if nothing else. And like I said, what's going to be fascinating now, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, old school versus new school and, and who's better and blah, 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 with like Vi tweeting about all these things and everything like that. You know, with Vi and Mike Watson talking about like, oh, we had to play on these arcade cabinets and the joysticks sucked and we had to do all this stuff. Dude, 10 years from now... All of the people playing fighting games right now are going to be like, we had to play on this delay-based netcode and it was shitty. And all the people who have only experienced rollback netcode will be like, whatever, old man. Like, shut up, boomer. You know, kind of things. Well, so, they'll be right. Yep. And it's that's may, the thing. May we never go back to the bad times. Yep. <laughs> it's oh, never going to change. The cycle is going to repeat forever. Just like when Street Fighter VI comes out, everyone's going to be like, what is this garbage? Street Fighter V is the best fighting game ever. And, you know, it's so good. Like, five took skill. Like, Street Fighter VI is so scrubby and dumb, you know, blah, 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 blah. 100% so. it is the way of life. Yep. 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 Uh, so the Climax Team event, Elegant Summer Concerto, also has Q&A for French bread for stretch goals. Okay, with a $3,000 goal being a Q&A okay. with the director of Melty Blood and Undernight. Oh, that's rad. Okay, so <laughs> head over to that. Did I? You put the thing in the chat, didn't you? Uh, you did. And I will put that in the YouTube video underneath it as yeah. well. So Paco we'll Steven says, all yep, it takes... Paco says, all it takes is deconstructing your graphics CPU benchmark to be able to render, run the game four to seven times each frame. So, so some for some additional extra overhead, depending on how many frames of rollback you want. <laughs> yeah. It sounds easy to me. I, don't I mean, one of the reasons why the cannons actually were able to implement it was they piggybacked off of uh, Final Burn, I think it was, and Final Burn automatically had save states for the ROMs already, and so they right. were actually able just to leverage that. But in order to build rollback into your game, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus probably has zero saved state knowledge in their game, right? The reason why Street Fighter V was able to implement saved states in their training mode is because that engine's built in there because by default it has to be there for rollback netcode. You know, that's right. why uh, Skullgirls and them's fighting herds have save states in their training mode. It's because by default, you have to have that kind of thing in there. Killer Instinct can kind of do similar things like that. So, you know, the way that it works is that if your game doesn't have that, you've got to implement that in there. And then you've got to figure out all the little things to do. If this thing was like, if this thing is exploding and then it rolls back and you got to change it, do, what do you do with the lighting, the camera angle, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of work right. to it. A lot of work to it. So. No doubt about it. Uh, thank you to MegaMan1421 for the subscription and for the nice words as well. That's very nice of you to say. We're, we're doing the best we can. I hope that it's the same for you. Cool. Uh, I've been playing mostly Street Fighter V and Killer Instinct, as I've been talking about, right? Okay. I really like the KI. I really like this at 5. 
Uh, I realized today, after I was learning all of the changes, I went through the entire cast to see what their changes were. For, for K- KI? Oh, no, no for K- MK, MK, MK. That's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 sorry. And as I was doing that, I was like, I don't remember some stuff that I probably definitely should remember. So <laughs> I think I think it's been like a month and a half since I played MK, which feels really weird. Dang. But now I'm, I'm really excited to go all in on yeah. robocop yeah i don't think i'm gonna keep playing baraka like maybe i maybe i'll go back to it just because it's fun and comfortable but in terms of like what i want to be doing right now i think i think mostly just variation one and two robocop honestly yeah i'm really excited for that i mean honestly i, I like i said i have to download and check it out i mean but there's so many games right now that i'm kind of behind on right now so it's oh God. i got the three the three games in no uncertain terms. Yep. Order uncertain. In terms uncertain. Street Fighter V, MK, Killer Instinct. Yep. Those are the games. I mean, I've been playing Soul Calibur a little bit again because I've been doing commentary for it, so I'm trying to mm. get back into that game. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll, you know, make sure I, I remember as much of that game as possible. Uh, obviously, Street Fighter V I've been playing. I want to mess with a little bit more of like them's fighting herds and stuff. Although, in the end, I think the game might be too crazy for me to be of any decent quality at right now. Um, I want to get into Killer Instinct. I talked about all the trouble that I had at for Killer Instinct, but <laughs> yeah. uh, this should fix it. So, this is the PS4 to Xbox One Brook Adapter. So, <laughs> what technology? I, I should be able to uh, play this on my Xbox One now. So uh, uh, that should solve that problem. So I should be able to play that again pretty soon. Uh, hey, uh, Paco, I see you in here. Hero, I don't know if you're in here still. Um, I, I'm seeing one Shao Kahn fan saying that the back three buff was nice, but one of his main issues is that he only has one mid starter that combos, and it's negative, no range, can be flawless block, uh, and is also slow. Do you think that you should have buffed forward the forward three four string more? Maybe that's what you should have done. What do you think about that? <laughs> this sounds Maybe. like some sort of bait question here. That <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got the not like this emoji. Sweet mission accomplished. That's not my <laughs> opinion, by the way. That is the opinion of somebody on Twitter.com right now. Oh man. I think that character seems strong. Well, I already thought he doesn't. He wasn't bad. Anyway. Well, right, right. I'm looking forward to the robotic policeman. I mean, again, remember, today's day and age, what's considered bad is a completely different thing. So, like, yeah. for example, I mean, this could be kind of an impromptu 5-5 topic. I guess I should have talked about this. Uh, I was arguing with a bunch of people on Twitter as part of my old man ranting status again, like looking like a crazy person. But I was saying that there's no low tier in Street Fighter V, and a bunch of people were arguing with me that there clearly is a low tier in Street Fighter V. Like, what do you think? I mean, it's it's just like an unimportant semantic argument. Right. Uh, There's no bad character in that game. Nobody Mm -hmm. sucks. Nobody sucks in Mortal Kombat. Nobody sucks in Killer Instinct. This is part of the reason I really like those three games. But other games nowadays are usually that way as well. Mm. It's pretty rare now that you find a really broken, lopsided game. I, does one exist? I don't think that there even is one. Right. This stage. Only, only before Leroy was nerfed. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's the argument, right? Is that you have to describe some characters as low tier because they're the this, bottom. This is, why, this is why it's unimportant, right? Right. So, yes, correct. 
every game has a some degree of separation between the best character and the weakest character in the game. Correct. Mm -hmm. But when you describe somebody as being low tier, there are implications with that. Right, exactly. Over the last 25 years. Exactly. Almost 30. And the implication is that the character is bad. But characters in those games aren't bad. Right. So it's like not super important to describe something as low tier. That's that's one of the reasons why I don't. That's, all? I, that's one of the reasons why I don't want to describe it as low tier because I think that there is an association with that term. You know, I don't. I, I it's don't. Part of why when I I did tier lists recently, I, now I forget what they were. It was something like uh, the the worst characters were. Uh, the least strongest or something yeah. like that. Like whatever the phrasing was, it's something stupid. Yeah. But the only reason I phrased it that way is that I know that people's tendency is to see the lowest line there and think, oh, these are the ass useless ones, huh? Yep. It's just not, doesn't exist now. Yep. And I was wrong about some of that anyway. I think I had Vega in the almost lowest tier or maybe he was like right in the second one or something like that. And now I'd probably have him right in the middle. I think he's pretty good this season. I mean, honestly, anyway, yeah. if you, if that's the argument that it's a relative thing and so there has to be a low tier, I think 25% of the cast is in there. I really do. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Klaus good. Klaus good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's weird because a lot of people will still argue with you that Klaus bad. That's the thing is, like, I feel like everybody in the game is like that. It's We just haven't found the guys who have maximized the characters to that degree uh, at this point, so... And I don't know about that. Oh, I do. I do watch Salt Mine League. I know. I know what's happened over there with Bolster. I've been watching. Dude, Falk? Everybody keeps oh, trying yeah, to tell Falk me. Oh, yeah, the Falk player one. That's right. Everyone keeps sick. trying to tell me Falk is bad in Street Fighter V. And I asked Phils, and he was like, I, I still don't have anybody who can tell me why they think she's bad. He's like, I don't understand why they think she's bad. And nobody can explain it to me outside of you know, reasons that existed like three years ago when she first came out kind of thing, dude. It's it's ridiculous, dude. And that's that's the thing. And, and, and you know, right, I feel like right. that's what's happening to characters like Nash and Alex. Like, are they really as, uh, as bad as everyone says they are? You know, I'm not sure. I really don't know, so. Mm. Paul's over here trying to get us to talk for another two hours. All right. All right. <laughs> Go to sleep, dude. It's launch day. Get some rest. <laughs> uh, no, she's not stellar at all, but nobody has to be stellar. And literally in older fighting games, and again, this is the old man status again, you know, me talking with with the with the different perspective on things because I've been playing fighting games for, for two decades now. But I mean, you know, saying that a character isn't bad, but she's not, but they're not stellar and above used to qualify for like, a fifth of the the, the game. <laughs> now we can actually use that to describe ninety eight percent of the game of the characters, ninety a hundred percent of the characters. You know, At the same time, I still think that if you are trying to win, like whatever your pro tour is or mm-hmm. Evo or whatever, you should probably pick from a tie among a pretty tight yeah, of course. Of Tears are the, the the tiny differences are tiny, but exist. And if you have hundred k on the line. Come on, man. Yeah, of course. Do your best. Tears you know. are always going to exist. I'm never. I mean, like m- me yeah. and Muffin Man. Second time I've mentioned him. Ha! Ah, two two mentions. We used to get into arguments because he told me that he believes that tears don't actually exist. 
that in the end that there's no tears and i'm like you are crazy because uh tears definitely exist i understand where he's coming from though because even if you get two people who are both very good to play a high tier versus a low tier match over and over again it probably starts to skew more towards 50 percent because they start to just learn how to predict each other better but i don't agree i think the better the better character is going to win more anyway <laughs> so yeah Dang. paco stevens is this a personal attack lab monsters got replaced with youtube influencers are you saying that because I was invited to test in just Mortal Kombat X or Injustice 2, whatever it was, and now I'm just a YouTube influencer? Are you blowing me up personally right now? Back in the day, I was a lab monster, but now I'm just on Twitch. I see what you're after. <laughs> I see what you're after. I don't after. know what is going on anymore. I think I'm kind of uh, a lot. I mean, to be a honest. Direct you... attack. One of the things about Lab Monsters, and I talked about this on Twitter, and I think it's kind of a shame, is that Lab Monsters honestly don't get a lot of the due and credit that they deserve. And I think mm. it's because a lot of us retweet their stuff all the time. They, You don't need to follow them because we're always retweeting their stuff, you know? Like, it's weird. It's kind of a, a weird way to have it all work, so... Uh, but, like, I don't know why Javits doesn't have 10K followers. Like, he's right there. But how does Javits not have, like, 30K followers right now? Because he clearly is, like, one of the best lab monsters out there and coming up with tech all the time, you know? And I hear you. It's crazy, so... Javits is a good fellow. Thanks to Debo Slice for the subscription. And speaking seriously, uh, I do think it's true that in some scenes, at least, the lab monsters are a little bit less apparent. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think maybe that's not everywhere. You're right. But in some places, I do think it is mm -hmm. like that. All right, man. I got a skedaddle. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay, okay. So can't, can't have us here chatting forever all day and everything like that as usual. I had a little bit of a snack, but I am famished. And you know what I want? I'm going to have ramen. It was like 80 degrees today, and I'm very thirsty for some soup. Where where are you getting ramen from? Are you gonna make some of your own? Oh yeah, just oh, like okay, Marchand, okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> oh okay, okay, okay. Because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in I'm gonna put in stuff. I'm gonna put in mushrooms and garlic and an egg, maybe two eggs and green onions. Oh, oh that's, nice. Mm -hmm, that's I the mean, ticket. I, I, oh yeah, I and I have I forgot all about. Oh, maybe I should just eat the peach pie oh the peach pie nice now i should have the ramen i should be healthy because right, look let's get out of here. i mean i'm talking like what Muckmaster said is, is a bit of a problem is lab monsters don't always have great tourney results so they get less attention i kind of talked about this on my stream yesterday uh one of the reasons why that my twitter and you know me talking about things i feel like do sound like the rantings of a crazy old man are literally just because i don't have the credentials anymore you know, I don't have the, the results uh, of, of tournament results and stuff like that. And I'm bad at fighting games currently. So people just kind of assume I have no actual lot knowledge, <laughs> you know, of how to be good at fighting games. And it's tough. You know, credentials is, is something that goes away easily. You know, when people yeah. think of Combo Fiend as that guy who talks about functions and not being like one of the best fighting game players of all time. You know, that's it's 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 kind of an interesting situation. So that is the way of things. Yep. All right. Well, I'm gonna go eat some ramen for my health. 
I hope you have a good rest of your night. Okay. Sounds good. Want to bird them? Bird them. Bird them, bird them, bird them, bird them. Bird them, bird them. Yep, there's the bird. There's the bird. Oh, no. What did you do? I didn't burn him. Oh. Did you bird the bird? Did you I, bird the I bird out? I'm burning. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the I word. I mean, did you bird out the bird? No. Yeah, it sounds like you birded out the bird. No, the bird is just going. Okay. I'm so... Anyways. 